Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 15 of Sketch Watch Play. I am John Flurry. And I'm Christopher Wade. And I'm Felipe Diaz Vera. Oh, another first time guest. First time guest, not forced time guest. Um, I am a forced time guest. Be war. <laughs> would be like Chris trying to force move things at work after seeing Rogue One. Or was it Force Awakens where you wanted to be a Jedi, Chris? Yes, it was Force Awakens where okay, I wanted to yeah. be a Jedi. This is uh, I was I was hoping this wasn't going to go like, yeah, Felipe does want to be here, not against his will at all, right, uh, Felipe? So for I do the, want to be here, not yeah. against my will at all. Nope, I invited him on Twitter or simple or Tumblr, simple as that. But so for those who we've mentioned, obviously Generation Animation, the fun, very fun podcast on the Fan Network, several times in the past, and one of our both me and Chris have guested on it recently. And a couple episodes ago, we had our first like crossover on this show where we got one of the co-hosts, Tyler, to talk all things Marvel. Uh, though in reality, I reached out to Felipe at the same time, and all it came down to was that Tyler responded first. So uh, yes, I was, he always... was quicker on the draw than I am. He's always on his freaking Twitter machine. <laughs> He's got a lot of followers. <laughs> He's got to appease them. Um, yes. So, but obviously, I always kept it on the back burner. Like, let's get Felipe, and hopefully, all, all three of the other hosts at some point. Um, but you know it, that that will come in due time. Uh, but Felipe, tell for those who, for any of our listeners who still haven't listened to the show, tell us about like it or yourself. Like, how would you like to introduce okay. yourself? Okay. Uh, well, for myself, uh, I've been podcasting for almost a decade at this point. Mm. Um, I've been doing podcasts since I was just about to graduate high school. Uh, for a various quality of various topics. Uh, I'm probably most notedly. Most noted for hosting for about three years, RBR Weekly Wrestling Talk, which right. uh, which is still to this day one of the most downloaded pro wrestling podcasts. I'm just not on it anymore. Uh, you get appearances then, sometimes. Yeah, though. yes. Uh, but I left the show to focus on a passion project of mine. Um, thanks to both Dave Roberts and William R. Washington, us three got together and formed a show called Generation Animation, which is a podcast dedicated to all things animation, cartoons anime, feature-like movies, shorts, internet stuff. Oh, you've uh, done Newgrounds and Homestar episodes, and they're awesome. Yes, we have. Uh, we've done music video specials. Yeah. Um, and in fact, I've, I've had music video, people have worked on music videos on the show, which was great. And you, you yourself have liked to make uh, AMVs in the past, right? I used to be a huge anime music video editor. Um, oh my god! I, I, if my, I, I don't suggest going to my AMV.org page. Uh, it well, is a right horrid now, thing actually. of... Don't, don't. <laughs> what file format is it in? They're all WMVs. And that, that shows the most age. Of them, and no, let me show you something. Uh, oh. At the time, my internet connection was crap. And so a lot of the music videos, in order to upload them, I shrunk them down to video for broadband setting on Windows Movie Maker, which mm. means a good chunk of them are three minutes long and four megabytes big. Jeez. So, <laughs> wow. What's four say, megabytes like, in like Blu-ray dimensions? How long can you make that? <laughs> or four probably not even a second yeah Chris what were you saying I got a bunch of friends who are like uh, they're, I'm, they're just coming down off the high of the recent Voltron season 3 like uh, uh, reveals so there's like a whole bunch of anime music videos for Voltron <laughs> and we're just I'm just dying under the pile that I've been seeing lately and I'm just like man it's just like in high school oh, oh, man. well high school you you get a lot more of uh, 
I guess this is kind of sub like kind of a timely subject, but probably not the best time to bring it up. Like I remember Lincoln Ball Z was a subject matter. Timely. Uh, <laughs> like, like basically like if you made if you were an anime music video person, there was like a good 50-50 chance you did a Dragon Ball Z music video yes. set yep. to Lincoln Park. They yeah. left their mark on the Otaku fandom without That's even right. meaning yes. to. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. right. And I'll just say my main memory of when I tried my high school's anime club was the day somebody brought an RC car and a girl started running around on all fours chasing it and making animal noises. That's when I went, you know, I'm out. <laughs> You're out? I, that, I, I did anime I club like, for two. I was like, dude, I am fucking in. Well, that's where we differ. <laughs> nah, like. It was, it was kind of the straw club. that broke the camel's back. It wasn't the only I, thing. I did anime club for two weeks, and then someone got really pissed off. I didn't know who Shoji from Naruto was. And I'm like, okay, I'm leaving. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Believe it, we can't be friends anymore. You don't know who Shoji is? What the hell? Are, are you watching? Know. He's the fat guy that became the butterfly guy. Oh, that's who he is. Okay. <laughs> like. Do you see. refer to uh, Boku no Hero Academia as My Hero Academia? Yeah. Poser. <laughs> like, Don't use on, the full guys. Japanese phrasing. <laughs> you baka. Baka. <laughs> I will give my high school cr- uh, club credit, though. That's what introduced me to Excel Saga and Cromartie High School. Ooh, excellent. Oh, nice. Oh, Cromartie is fantastic. Yeah, you guys did a Cromartie episode. Tyler hated it, but of course. <laughs> Tyler um, hates most. Well, okay. Um, I, yeah, I always brag that I'm the one who got him to watch. Well, I requested Tiger and Bunny, and that's the one anime where he's thought I went, I loved it. Yeah, but that's why I really like the fact that we've been doing the entire year towards the list. Where that instead of doing our own personal picks, we're still are still our picks. What is the list for viewers who don't know? Okay, so we have a we have a a list on fan on the fan off blog. Where basically we would ask all of our all of our listeners just to suggest stuff for us to watch, mm-hmm. and it's been growing for the past five years. And I think as of last I checked, we're at four hundred and seventy items that still haven't been mentioned. Wow! Uh, <laughs> and a lot to have. And a lot to have. Again, we're at episode two forty one. By the time this goes up, mm-hmm. I, I'm not one hundred percent sure. Um, but I've, we, I've I've submitted quite a few that have been picked, like. Uh, Wally Simpson's the Sonic OVA. <laughs> you might know everything I'm gonna do, but that's not gonna help you because I know everything you're going to do. Strange, isn't it? <laughs> People, oh, full disclosure: man. we're doing a Sonic episode very soon. We've teased that oh, for a while, man. and it'll be I, all I was, things Sonic. I would love. Can we, can we please do the Sonic movie? Can we? Can we? Yeah, please, we're like, gonna, well, we're gonna talk all the games and cartoons and probably stuff like. Oh, Felipe, you mentioned that uh, that ties into Felipe. You mentioned you're mourning the recent uh, yeah, information the, the, the Archie comic. In August 10th, I said that was gonna be the very last Sonic Archie comic. Yeah, which it's been an up and down ride for the Sonic Archie comics. Right. To be oh. honest. Uh, the, um, I've been reading them since forever, uh, mainly because I got into the Sonic uh, TV show, the Sad AM show, mm-hmm. and I learned, oh, you can learn more about people like Sally and Antoine in the comics. And I'm like, yeah, okay, the comics cool. came first, apparently. Yeah. yeah, the comics came first. And they were originally super jokey. They were basically like Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog with the Sad AM characters. Then they got great. Yeah. Yeah, but that, like there'd be weird, like semi-dark moments, like oh no, they killed Tommy the Turtle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what you say? That I just thought so. Well, I do remember. There's, go ahead. They built a memorial garden, by the way, when they rebuilt Metropolis. They called <laughs> it the Tommy the Turtle Memorial Garden. Does anybody? Do you remember the Endgame mini arc where they thought Sally was dead for like three issues? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I vaguely remember that. I, the thing, the the two things that stand out the most to me when I remember the Archie comic is the fact that 
Um, Sally once need knacked the weasel in the balls and it made a crunch sound, which means canonically Sonic characters have balls. Okay. Uh, it must be very small. Wow. <laughs> yes. Uh, and two, um, they did a whole thing where they, like, Mobius future past, like, 20 years later arc. Yeah. Where it's like, they fast forwarded to the future and somehow Shadow. Yeah, Knuckles has, like, three kids. Which all of them got retconned because one of the Ken writers. Penders. Yes. Yeah. Look up Ken Penders, people. He's an asshole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was a jerk. He's like, I'm going to leave and take the characters with me, and I'm going to sue. Uh, and Sega's like, go ahead, take them. I mean, which is terrifying which, 3D renders of the echidna ladies. Yeah. That's what everybody wants. Set the echidnas. Truthfully, uh, let's be fair. That is what some people want. Not, uh, not a, not a good decision. No. Uh, and it's, it's really sad seeing, seeing, um, uh, Sonic and Archie part ways. Like I have, I have Mega Drive myself. And I, I love Tyson's work, even his original stuff. Like, have, have you guys read Diesel at all? No. I have oh, not, no. I read a little bit of Boxer Hockey. Diesel's fucking great. Boxer Hockey's cool, too. Um, but, yeah, check it out. I, I actually have if you, wanna, if you guys want to oh, borrow I'll, one day. I'll but, talk to you yeah. about it sometime. Um, but I think another sad thing is, it's like, 20 years and then, like, probably no actual con- conclusion now. Yeah. I mean, the, the, I'm, I'm sort of okay. Like, I'm sort of okay I know they okay rebooted it, it a couple here's years the thing, ago, basically. Like, it's been up and down. Like, there's some good stuff lately. Like, the, the stuff with the hooligans, which is the team of Knack, Bark, and Bean the Dynamite, mm-hmm. have been, like, hilarious, like, mm-hmm. whenever they show up lately. And um, there's this really great Mammoth Mogul arc that happened, like, three years oh, ago that I, I freaking love. So there was this whole thing where Mammoth Mogul, in case you don't know, he's an immortal mammoth with psychic powers. Yeah, he's like one of the But he, he literally, every time he fights Sonic, he loses. It's just fate. And so one time, he, and so like, I love how they end his storyline. It's like, he kind of tricks Sonic to free him. And then Sonic's like, okay, what are you going to do now? He's like, I'll wait. See, I'm immortal and you're not. And I keep losing to you. So I'll just wait until you die. <laughs> <laughs> Did they ever bring back, uh, in recent years, did they bring back Enerjack? No Enerjack stuff. Oh, man, I had the Enerjack. Remember when Knuckles like, had his own It wasn't robot? Knuckles, then Knuckles was Enerjack. <laughs> oh, I thought Enerjack was like his ancestor or something. Yeah, and then I like his the ancestor dark, guy died. From, there was like, like that one of the dark echidna brotherhood, and like they flashed yeah. back years ago to to the death of the guy. Oh god, all the scourge of the hedgehog stuff. Oh, that's who. That's who. Like evil twin Sonic basically became, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Evil Sonic became fan, scourge. Yeah, <laughs> a little better, I guess. But um, we we, we can't go on Sonic forever because we do have a. This is another yeah. episode of the time yeah. limit. Though Felipe, I know. Speaking of video games, there are some recent announcements you wanted to basically. Oh yeah! Out. So um, last weekend, as of recording, uh, Evo happened, which Evo is yes. the biggest fighting game. You are a big fighting game fan. You world. go to tournaments quite often. I've gone to tournaments. Um, I've been to locals and majors, and they're a blast. If you ever get a chance to go to one of the big fighting game tournaments in the country, mm-hmm. I would say uh, Evo. Obviously, CEO in Orlando, final round in Atlanta. NorCal or SoCal regionals in California. Hmm. Um, Call me uh, there's one in DC. <laughs> there's a lot in the New York metropolitan area, but not DC. Like that's a lot still of them happen. Drive. <laughs> yeah, that's still a long way. Yeah, all yeah. of them happen. Nothing happens. Like Midwest has a pumping scene, but they don't have any majors. Like Xanadu happens in Maryland, and that's like the big arcade for like Smash. That's my favorite Olivia Newton-John movie. I'm so glad it's gone. <laughs> yeah, we, but. What, yeah, so what but, was the stuff they so had? so th- there was a bunch of fighting game announcements that happened from like a bunch of companies. Street Fighter gave us Abigail, which is a Final Fight character nobody cares about. I, okay, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> um, but I do want to talk about the fact that Tekken Seven is second DLC character is going to be Geese from King of yeah. from Fatal Fury. Oh, yeah. cool! 
SNK. And basically, for some reason, like every fighting game decided we're going to be Smash now and bring in all these third parties. <laughs> yeah, they already had Akuma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now they have Geese with the Invincible and Die Forever. I'm surprised uh, there are no Tekken characters in Street Fighter Five yet. Um, I mean, they they already had Tekken Street Fighter. I, I know, Tekken, but I mean, which... like main titles having cameos like that. I, I don't know. I I, 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 I I mean, I'd like to see some of them, but I'm kind of done with street second characters in Street Fighter settings right mm-hmm. now. I'm fine with the opposite, though. Uh, but Geese was a really cool reveal. Uh, Blaze Blue announced that they were doing a huge crossover game where they were going to have Persona characters, yeah. Undernight and Birth characters, and Ruby characters. Yeah, that actually <laughs> got me. That actually got me pretty excited. And like, that is relevant because you guys have both. Re- uh, Felipe, you guys have reviewed the Persona anime and several. You've done several episodes on Ruby. Yeah, we've done up to, gone up to volume three on Ruby. I know volume four just wrapped, but yeah. uh, give us a breather on that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, the fact that there's a Blaze Blue crossover game now that has like let's just br- bring all the anime together, like all the Arc System games, Blaze Blue, Uniel, Persona, and now Ruby, which never even had a fighting game in the first place. It like, had a game no- made by some indie company, but that was like a it was like a hack and slash. Yeah. yeah. I know a few people were upset there were no Guilty Gear characters, but Guilty Gear is kind of its own thing at this point, and I'm kind of fine with that. I'm I'm kind of surprised, like, uh, and glad how how Ruby is like blowing up. Like, it, it's a gradual blow up too. Mm-hmm. Like, I I um uh, like I started getting into the series, and the, they had like a special Alamo Draft House kind of thing over by my area, so I caught it. And I've been keeping tabs on it. I'm not a big fan of the story, but I really like the gumption that it pulls with it. Like, I like. I like the ambition that it has, and I do like the characters. It's it's surprisingly fun. Yeah, the best thing the Ruby has too. going for it is its characters. Mm-hmm. Well, and Go the ahead, action. I, I know that was yeah. Montium's specialty. Granted, mm-hmm. he's oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. Montium's action scenes were fantastic, but I think the one driving force is that almost every main character is really likable. Even mm-hmm. some of the side characters that only show up once in a blue moon, like freaking Velvet, like freaking Bunny Girl that can copy powers, like awesome and things. Yeah. like Yeah. Yeah, there's like six thousand seven seven hundred ninety eight characters now, and I'm I'm fine with that. It's cool. Um, their latest short that um, that just dropped was uh, it was like a it was like a small it, thing with Weiss. It was like it was like a Weiss thing. I didn't watch it because like I said I haven't seen any four yet, and so I yeah. don't know if there was spoilers involved. I, I think you can. I think because uh, I haven't I haven't watched any of uh, uh I haven't watched much. I only watched one episode of Volume Four. Yeah, because uh, if, because like normally I wouldn't care about spoilers, but season three ended on. A character, no, not naming specifics. A character dying and a character getting dismembered. Yeah, so. that, was, that that was not my favorite time. <laughs> season three was. I have I have a few feelings about season three, but I, I can say that the short that came out, like, te- um, technologically, like visually, like th- it's a it's a great step up. I think they're starting to play around with some lighting effects. And did they use the same there. visual style overall for that short? I, um, they they kind of did, but you can really tell they're like. All the lighting that they're um, that they've done with the show is completely different here. They probably got more I, of a budget after the show's yeah. been successful. Yeah, yeah. 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 The only other, yeah, the only other fighting game thing I really want to tackle is the fact that Dragon Ball Fighters is looking better the more oh! I look at it. Oh! <laughs> we talked about that. Oh, oh my God! Dragon Ball Fighters looks fucking amazing. So like, pretty, crazy amazing. I really want yeah. it. Take the so best there's going to be, the be a closed beta uh, at the oh. end of August. That's going to have nine characters. Those nine characters being Goku, Vegeta, Gohan, um, Cell, Frieza, uh, Boo, Piccolo, Krillin, and Trunks. I like. Okay. And I, I like that they dropped Trunks. Like they, they dropped some screenshots of Trunks, just like 
doing like his poses like when he killed Frieza like yeah. a week ago. Yeah. Oh man, they really they're really nailing like uh, like all the visual memories of the old show. Yeah. yeah, and also one minor thing to aside, I think this is the first major fighting game title that I've seen head head up by a woman. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, the, the director, the, the executive producer. Um, I don't, I forget her name, but like this is the first time I've seen a major fighting game head. Because you think of the f- head fighting, you think of like Ono, Harada, all those people. Um, I only know forget- Sakurai. <laughs> Sakurai. It smashes its own thing, so it doesn't count. Yeah, but like when I saw like this is the head director of Dragon Ball Fighters, and it's like, oh, it's like some like some young looking woman that actually knows her stuff because like that's, cool. that's pure dragon ball when you look on your screen right i mean <laughs> like, we, we shouldn't forget like dragon ball it's like a cultural institution in japan like i think it's up there with some stuff like astro boy it's just like it's like their batman superman equivalent yeah but i'm excited for all the fighting games that come out next year like mm-hmm. all of them at this point yeah. and for <laughs> listeners we did uh chris briefly talked dragon ball super in one of our earlier episodes uh yeah. Even though I think the two, between the two of us, I'm the bigger fan, and you've mainly watched it because Serena loves it. Can I say something weird? Yeah, I've, yeah. I haven't watched. I won't, I've watched clips of Super, but none of it. Oh, I still haven't watched and any. Either. I haven't watched any of like the movies, but for some oh. reason, just from clips alone, I really, really dig Beerus. I've watched yeah. the first half or so of Battle of Gods, and it's really enjoyable. And yeah, Beerus <laughs> is kind of a great character because he's so he is so omnipotent, but so lackadaisical. I'm, I'm kind of hoping he makes it into fighters because the fact that Golden Freeze exists ma- means they're not. I'd be surprised if he did. I'd I'd really be surprised if they didn't uh, put. Um, I'd be surprised if they didn't put Beerus in there. I would love for them okay. to do it because yeah. really quick, uh, uh, most unlikely character that you want to see in Dragon Ball Fighters. Yajirobe. Same. <laughs> yes. I want Yajirobe. Yajirobe or Yamcha? Launch. Captain, Captain Ginyu. Bulma. Bulma. <laughs> Nail. Pretty much. There's Just like the, the Red Ribbon Army trio of, from the original Dragon Ball. <laughs> oh, man. That friend uh, of Videl's was his camera Carol. broken by Piccolo's mind. <laughs> they're, 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 they're so... There are so many characters. Oh, I know. Oh, that's oh, why I'm time just out, time out, time out, time out, time out. We got it. We got it. We got to recognize the strongest person that should oh. be in Dragon Ball Fighters, Mr. Satan. He should be in there. I said him. Yeah. I, you, you, oh, I didn't say. I didn't hear you say it. it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I remember. I have, I, I have a weird feeling that that Satan's going to make it in. I, I really hope. Well, that. I know. Like, I'll bet there's going to be one like crazy deep cut among. Like, it'll, it'll probably be mostly iconic characters, but they'll do like mm-hmm. one out there pick just for fun. Like, like out of the nine that were announced, I think the only lock that I haven't seen announced announced is I think uh, Skinny Boo. I don't really know what his official name is. Like the oh, uh, like, you talk like, about um, before he goes Super Boo. Before before he becomes Kid Boo. I like, think uh, yeah, there's uh, when he absorbs Piccolo and Gotenks, he becomes Super Boo. Yeah. But before that, when he's fighting Mystic Gohan, I think he's just referred to as Evil Boo. I can only I'm remember going off the Bruce Boo in the last one. Yeah, I think I think the most the only other two main locks I think are gonna be him and Android 18. Oh yeah, I wouldn't mind one of the androids, uh, yeah, 17 or 18, too. maybe both. But um, so yeah, some really cool fighting stuff uh, coming out. And actually, on the topic of games, I'm just gonna gush for a second, guys. Kingdom Hearts three next year, fucking Kingdom finally. I, yeah. I love this alternate universe where apparently Andy collects anime figurines now. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've said it takes place between toys, Toy Story two and three. So I guess we're like, oh, in the years while Andy was growing up, he and his entire neighborhood were abducted by Heartless. 
And uh, from what I'm hearing, um, uh, Nomura is trying to make this canon to Toy Story. Yes. Because it happens between Toy Story 2 and 3. That is, because other than toys being alive, Toy Story is very grounded in the real world. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's, I'm really excited by it, but I, I'm, I'm whole. We've been waiting like 20 damn years for Kingdom Hearts 3. It feels that it's way. Gonna come out, it's going to come when out. When it comes out, it's going to be good. I'm waiting to see footage from that Big Hero 6 where oh, they announced. Yeah. And Tangled. And he, most yeah. they've shown is of uh, Mount Olympus. They've shown, yeah, they've shown only Mount Olympus and a little bit of the Toy Story stuff. Other yeah, than that, and, which, and Twilight which cool, Town but, randomly, too. Which is cool, uh, but we've seen Hercules show us the completely new franchises. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm, I'm a little tired of seeing Hercules. I will say, right? have you wa- did you watch the Japanese clip of uh, Hades? Yeah. It sounds just like James Woods. It's it so really weird. Does. It like, really does. You have Maleficent Japanese and Pete Donald over there. Duck is something I'll never get used to. What is? Japanese Donald Duck. Because <laughs> he sounds Donald. the same. Ja- Japanese Donald. Japanese. Go- How does Goofy know Japanese? Look seriously. Did he just pick up Rosetta Stone? He doesn't. He can't read, guys. I'm gonna say it. Goofy cannot read. I bet he can read. Probably just. I've got to. Oh, just to watch, they're going to do a short reveals that Goofy has been a genius all these decades. He's it's all part of the elaborate plan. If, if Goofy's a genius, then his son Max is a Keyblade Master. I I'm actually, saying it right I have been wanting Max to be. I'd love to see Max in. in yeah, Master. he's perfect for it. Yeah, angsty team boards, just like all the other Keyblade Masters. Why not? <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm hoping we can get it by late next year. But at least, I mean, even if it gets a little delayed past that, then I, it's just comforting knowing we are really in the home stretch now. We'll see. I'm, Don't jinx I'm, it, I'm Chris. Um, but uh, the other oh, and the other thing I'll just say real quick. Uh, I've had a crazy, like uncommonly productive two weeks in terms of stuff I put out recently. So, so Chris, our last episode we did talk about our pet projects. So to go along with it, uh, I did put up a link to a couple clips of Spacious, the original cartoon mm-hmm. we talked. Yeah, um, only like. 39 seconds because I just wanted to put up what was done and showable, if that's a word. Uh, But the bigger thing that I'm definitely trying to promote now is I've finally gone full steam ahead with my plan of several years to start doing YouTube reviews. And I, so the the guy actually, the, we're talking on Discord, so the avatar you see me guys have, that's what I show myself as in the videos. Uh, My webcam sucks and it would look boring, so I just made a little cartoon me with like a room with all my systems. And so my first review is of the Crash Bandicoot Insane trilogy. Mm-hmm. Now I saw I saw what you were doing with uh, uh, with your character and putting all the games and stuff in, in your room. Yeah, I, I I think I'm on to you because you have like one amiibo or two amiibos on your shelf, and I've been to your house. You got like twenty damn amiibos. Oh, I'm going to add more amiibos. You're gonna update them. Per I'm episode. just prioritizing <laughs> favorites. So you know, you got Wario and Donkey Kong. I'm doing Link now. Yeah, um, I'm on to you, I'm adding sir. more systems. I just didn't want to keep holding off the video just because background elements weren't completely gone because <laughs> the base. Random aside, are you also a Skylanders type? I am a recovering Skylanders type. Uh, full disclosure: I still that. have in my closet two tubs of like dozens of Skylanders figurines. I played. Up to turbo superchargers, and I did really enjoy them, but they got stale. So I've haven't so I've haven't played Imaginators. Probably won't play what comes forward, and I'm looking to sell them. That said, I do recommend the Skylanders Netflix cartoon. It's cute. Oh, okay. And very well animated. Oh God, did you see the Crash Bandicoot? Yes, Skylanders I watched cartoon? that one, and it threw me off because <laughs> extreme Bandicoot. Well, what threw me off about it is it's kind of cool that Crash talked, but they played him like a real cool guy that everybody looks up to. When he's an extreme played... Australian. That's well, no, I like character. he's Australian. But anybody who's played Crash Bandicoot, he's a dope. He's an idiot. 
what 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 is this what is this blasphemy i don't like it what ha he's an extreme australian guy he's well, like skylanders and he makes a cameo in an episode of the skylanders cartoon because for the last game he and dr cortex were figures and you could unlock a level with them i don't like this story the level is it. fine like the, the <laughs> game crash i'm cool with actually but there's just something about him like having the catchphrase like extreme random thing like like I, it, I think it's just, just mainly like how cool they played him because crash is an idiot and yeah he shouldn't talk much mm -hmm. um granted it wouldn't be as good an episode if he was going whoa the whole time <laughs> yeah and i've been of, seeing all, I, i've been seeing a whole bunch of whoa gifts all over what is Twitter, that one from where it's like the ps1 model like spazzing out is oh, that that's from a, the that's game from oni g uh oni plays uh, oh did he did he edit that model himself yeah, he okay. has. He had like a rig. He, he, he used it initially to make a video for uh, Games Done Quick, where he wanted to name the Tifa character Beefaroni. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. And he just kept playing with the model. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like I don't remember the games glitching out that hard. <laughs> but uh, so everybody, I'll put the link to the, the review in in the podcast description. But uh, the Insane Trilogy is really enjoyable. Uh, the reviews are correct, but um, there is one other thing I think, Chris. I just found out you have watched as well, uh, and it's been causing a bit of a stir just because maybe part of its format because it's kind of the first thing of its kind uh, on Netflix, and that is the yeah. recent Castlevania series. Who are you? The man who killed Dracula. Castlevania. Now I'm I'm actually not. Familiar with Castlevania? I'm like, very at all. <laughs> I've played. I played a little bit of Symphony of the Night. I played some of the GBA ones. I played 64 and regretted it. Um, oh, and I played a little bit of Super Castlevania 4. I think a lot of people say like because it's kind of in three eras of style, like linear side scroller, Metroidvania, and then yeah. the later ones went for more like a 3D beat 'em up, God of War type thing. Yeah, I, I'm ashamed to admit, like literally all I know of of Castlevania is what is a man grass break but, <laughs> like, miserable about about but enough talk how about you <laughs> now, they're, they're uh, fun games the, 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 the show itself though like from from what I gathered after reading up on it and you know catching a couple of uh, 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 catching a couple of back on behind the scenes videos um, it's essentially like they got a bunch uh, they got two people from um, the Hobbit series the guy who plays yes. Thorn Orkenshield and He's another Trevor one of the and yeah. Dracula is one of the other dwarves. Yeah, it, and they do a really good job. They do. Like, uh, uh, acting, and um, the, there's a bishop played by Matt Frewer, a.k.a. Max Headroom. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and they just muted his mic. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty good. I, I, liked, I liked all of it. And now Castlevania itself is like four episodes? Yes, uh, that is one of my complaints is, Felipe, are you back with us? Yeah, I just had to. I had to cough heavily, okay, so I didn't you, want that you. to be on, um, on radio. No, it's that one of my big complaints is it. It doesn't even feel like uh, it's, it, where it ends doesn't even really feel like a cliffhanger. It feels like you're one third through a season. Yeah, I, I guess I really technically part of the main conflict is clean, cleared up, but um, yeah, I, the fact I, that I Dracula is not seen past like the first episode and a half, mm -hmm. despite the whole conflict centering around him, and the first episode. Uh, being about him, I, I, I do like that he is not an evil for the sake of being an evil person. He is actually quite reasonable and justified. The, the funny thing is, is that uh, from the main, uh, the majority of people who have watched this thing, and it's like four episodes, so it doesn't really take that long yeah. to binge through or re-binge it if you ever want to. Yeah, and they're um, all like twenty minutes. 
the, the, more, the majority of people really like this thing. Now, it's not the most perfect thing, and there's no. a ton of exposition in the first episode. I happen to like exposition as long as it's done well, so that really, that really didn't bother what me. What keeps me going through this little part is it is a gorgeous-looking show. Oh, it is. The they, animation they, uh, isn't as fluid on the level of something like Avatar Quora, but the designs are great, and the backgrounds are amazing. Like, the yeah. lighting, the color schemes, it's great. So this is done... Um, Frederator. Yeah, it's well, it's done by... Um, the animation itself is done uh, Oh, yeah, by another Frederator. company. Yeah, Federated Studios and Powerhouse Animation Studios. Yes. So they, yes. Um, uh, I think Powerhouse did a majority of the animation. Uh, animation. Yeah. Can I sure just say, though, having grown up on, like, Fairly Odd Parents, every time you watch this gritty show and at the end of the credits, Fred Ritter! Yeah. It weirded me fit. out. That did not fit. Hearing the fact that they really try to make the show, like, uh, the, they, they got inspiration from from the Berserk anime. And for any of us who oh, Berserk this. is. Okay. okay, the ending's not as bad as Berserk, Felipe. I'll tell you that it's, much. It's not. It's not as bad as Berserk, but there is, no, Berserk has some rough times. No, I, but like, have you watched the modern Berserk anime? No, I didn't hear good things. this gif of guts talking looks like you <laughs> grabbed and dropped across the screen. Yeah, I didn't hear any good things about the animation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the The Berserk, uh, the new Berserk series, is not great. Now, the Berserk movies, while they're questionable in quality with the CG and the mix of two D animation. They get better by the third film. And by the third film, the the where, where the shoe fuck the other shoe fucking drops and characters just die in massive quantities is outrageous. Um, and, and that that film itself is good. Um, but hearing that they took inspiration from um, from Berserk and its gore and how it handles its action scenes and how it handles yeah. its character development, it's really really well done. The, I, I got to give it props. This thing is the equivalent of an r-rated like you they couldn't make a movie like this in theaters because we know about like studio me what do you mean not pg animated movie but um it has it's not consistently super violent but the parts where it are are like jesus like they got audible reactions like there's a part where trevor fights some priests uh one runs at him he just throws his whip and you see the priest's eyeball just splattered against a wall can i can i God, and the initial Trevor, massacre of that village when the demons first come down, there's like a woman missing half her face, just intestines yeah. everywhere. It's nuts. Now, uh, can, can I pull aside for one yeah. second? So yeah. I, I, I'm on Twitter because I didn't watch any of the Castlevania, and apparently the reason why the Archie partnership is ending with Sonic is because they're partnering with IDW. Who's IDW? For a brand new series. IDW, if you don't know, if you're doing the current Ninja Turtles run, which is banned oh, for, for a brand, for for a new oh. Sonic series. Yes. Oh, cool. Huh. <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't draw inspiration from forces. That uh, infinite trailer looked pretty silly. Oh my! They know they're being fan fictiony, right? I, like it's weird because from like they're... from like colors onward, they've been super jokey. So like, are they going to be super jokey while having like end of the world revolution? I, really... I you may call they have the to infinite. be aware of like you have classics. Sonic and your own OC yeah. fighting this big ominous evil that quote unquote is even faster than Sonic. And he looks that like reads a... like fanfiction.net. And material. he looks like every really grimdark does. fan character ever. It's weird. <laughs> it, it really does. And I really think that at some point the writers are just like, we've been waiting to do this for quite some yeah. time. Yeah. And we've been looking through your deviantart.com galleries. We know what you want. May- maybe it'll be tongue in cheek. I, I can't judge until there's more footage out there, but uh, yeah, we'll be but talking I, more Sonic yeah, very but, soon. Uh, yeah, my point being is I'm excited about a Sonic IDW comic series because they also, the, the new Ninja Turtles is great. Tank Girls recent runs have been fantastic from IDW. Like, oh, cool. I'm excited. Well, that's good to hear. Okay. Yes. But awesome. Castlevania, um, we're talking about the violence, obviously, and like I said, it looks really nice. Uh, I'm trying to yeah. see. 
Chris, do you, well, is there anything you want to add? Well, the main draw for me, I mean, of course, the violence is cool. And yeah. The, the way the way it's written is pretty cool. Um, it's, yeah. For me, however, um, knowing that Dracula wasn't uh, uh, isn't entirely uh, an, uh, an awful evil being right, was right. satisfying. But Trevor fucking Belmont makes the show. I oh. dig this guy. <laughs> He's such <laughs> a prick. He is such a prick. Granted, his family's been persecuted for generations, so I'd be happy too. But even when like they're good people, he's considering helping. He's still being like a dick about it. He's he's a relatable prick, Uh, and he's perpetually drunk too. He's almost like Jack Sparrowish in his speech pattern. Perpetually drunk. Like uh, the show isn't uh, isn't like uh, it's not Shakespearean in nature. Though uh, there are some characters who try to be. Um, and it's not like it doesn't try to be overly poetic like you kind of think Dracula should be. Trevor fucking Belmont is Trevor fucking Belmont. I wish I could just <laughs> his own mess of a man. I wish I could go into that a little bit more than that. But he is just such a dick and wants to be left alone. And I love it. His his ordeal with the, that that main order of you know mage scientists he keeps wanting to help. It keeps reminding me. Have you ever have you ever seen No Country for Old Men? I'm aware of it. I know in, one. It's, like, it was not a spoiler. In the first half hour, uh, Josh Brolin's character keeps getting into bad situations because he sees people in need, and he thinks around and just keeps going to himself. Well, all right. And I keep imagining. I kept imagining Trevor like, well, all right. He's yeah, yeah. Would. Uh, no Country for Old Men. That was a Coen Brothers movie, yeah, right? Yeah, it's great. Oh, that was the one with the with with the villain. I forget his name. Oh, but Javier Bardem the, as Sugar. Yeah, 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 great yeah. Villain. He was a fucking cool villain. I liked him. Oh, you have seen that movie. Yeah, I've, um, uh, if I remember it correctly, he's the one that's, uh, um, that essentially said he gave the guy a, a coin. Yes, and he, call well, it. He flipped. Okay, he said call it, and that that let him. It's that so clued tense. Him in, that clued him in on whether or not this villain was going to kill a yes. person. <laughs> yes, Felipe, have you seen that movie? I haven't. Uh, okay. I, I, said, really I know. I know it was nominated for a million Oscars, but it's I, really I really good. I feel like it. the only reason it lost that uh, best picture was I, I think it, well it was it was a good year for movies because There Will Be Blood also came out. I think that might have won. That's Drink your too. milkshake, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Everybody quotes that, but there's a whole other movie behind it, and actually the end is super gratifying because of part of this. Thing. But uh, uh, other other things about Castle. Okay, I'll say real quick. Uh, yes, it's a hard. Uh, maybe this. Maybe I'm the one who thought this, but it's kind of cool that yeah, it's hard for violence and heavy themes. Like it's got a very. The church is super corrupt in this. Like it's a very oh. heavy anti-organized religion thing. Oh, uh, main, but I, when, I, when, when I first heard about this right. thing oh. and all the imagery that it's stuff. I'm kind of I'm surprised and kind of thankful they didn't also go for like tits because it's, it's a adult cartoon like sexing it up. Does anybody, does anybody else feel that way? I kept waiting. Wow, that's you're right. That was actually pretty refreshing. Like I kept it, waiting. It, it would have been super easy. for Jackie has a wife. There's a girl he's helping later on, but no. Uh, um, it would have been super easy for them to go to like the the spawn route or the yes. Aeon Flux uh, Aeon Flux route, where it's like a lot of titillating like um, just because titillating shots of this is an adult cartoon. Yeah. No, it was just it just has adult themes. The story they've all... set up doesn't call for that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't make sense I, to have naked women running around when like they're trying to fight for their home. <laughs> There was something missing in my adult cartoon. <laughs> oh, I'm covered in blood. Now let me go to this randomly convenient shower. Yeah, okay, well. <laughs> hey, yeah, you're, you're fair you did it. Point. Yeah, yeah. That, that was that was pretty refreshing. 
Uh, when Street Fighter 2 did it, it made sense. Because, like, it was Chun-Li being vulnerable and attacked by Vega. When they did it in the Tekken animated series, that made no sense. It was just Anna taking a shower just for Anna taking everybody, a shower. I want everybody to go listen to the second episode of Generation Animation because it is the angriest you will ever see one of the other co-hosts, Bianca, because uh, she holds Tekken dearly. And there was a point where she just straight up screams. Oh, God. All oh, right. the, the when we did Tekken the animated Yeah, picture, she was... Yeah. I think you picked it, and she kept going, like, Felipe, hey, you for making me watch this! Because <laughs> I genuinely loved that movie when I was younger. I mean, how can you hate stabbing westward and badly dubbed anime? <laughs> well, I do love the Sonic. Why idea. do you hate your father? It's because he threw you off that cliff. <laughs> Hihachi catching an axe with his I teeth. Bad, I do love badly dubbed anime, that's for sure. I still love the Sonic OVA. <laughs> and that dubs dog shit. Yeah. We, we, we just quoted it a little while ago. But um, we should probably get to our main topic, but I will say... Uh, I think Castlevania is a show that it it didn't floor me. I'm not going like, you got to see this. This is the greatest thing ever. This saved video game meditations. But it's solid. I'm really excited because they, they, they announced season two like immediately. I think it has been very well received. And yeah. I and hope it lays a groundwork for similar shows of that ilk, even if just on Netflix. Yeah, I, I dig it. And I, I know the overexcitement may put a, a couple of people off because, you know, that's generally how people our age work. But I mean, honestly, it's like four episodes. I mean, if you're not uh, if you're not watching another show on Netflix or Hulu, give it a shot. See what you yeah. like. And I'll say this: it's probably the best thing to bear the Konami name in some time. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> not hard, but you you get what I mean. Yeah. Um, but I think it is about time for me to render because not going to talk about we're not going to talk about our main thing until I'm done saving what we have. So I just oh, prank, I just punked the audience. Oh shit! I actually forgot what we were about to talk about. You just <laughs> Ashton Kutchered everybody. We're talking yeah, about where's punk. your trucker hat, buddy? <laughs> All right, hang on. For a moment, no. I thought because I haven't listened to a full episode of the show yet. Like we're going to render. I'm like, is that what you call going into the main segment of your show? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to render power of girls. No, um, that's that's just my name for you know saving the MP3 file. Uh, yeah, I know, but like I, I thought that was legitimately like where you call. Okay, well, that's, that's enough of the opening talk. Now it's time to render. No, I just <laughs> I have occasional computer problems, so if I crash during an episode, I like to at least have half of it saved. You're actually uh, on to some. You're actually on to something, Felipe. I think if you could start doing that, John, you get a sweet guitar riff right after you say it and just play it. Oh, okay. Let me try it out. Let's I render. Like, yeah! Oh wow! Did you hear that? Listen to that. <laughs> render. Yeah. <laughs> render. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Very well then, I will tell you my favorite story about the greatest conqueror who ever lived, Napoleon. He was a mighty man, feared by all who looked up to him. Using his genius and his loyal army, he conquered all of Europe, then all of Russia, and finally the whole world. The end. Napoleon's 1807 seizure of Portugal and the subsequent rebellion by the Spaniards cost France over 300,000 casualties, untold sums of money, and contributed to the eventual weakening of the Napoleonic Empire. And your analysis on the invasion of Russia is also incorrect. Napoleon's invasion of 1812 resulted in massive casualties of his troops due to starvation and inclement conditions and ended in a disastrous retreat from Moscow with his army defeated. Yeah, dummy! And when he returned to France, the Allied nations of Europe united against him, which led to his eventual defeat of the Battle of Waterloo on June 18, 1815, where after he was exiled to the island of St. Helena, where he died a miserable death from stomach cancer on May 5th, 1821. Stupid! Now, when people talk about the manliest cartoons ever made, there's always a guaranteed shortlist, like He-Man, uh, Cromartie High School, obviously. Mm-hmm. But... What is the most manly cartoon that has ever graced our western shores? 
I am talking, of course, about the Powerpuff Girls. That's right. Okay, so, so sugar, spice, spice, everything nice, and chemical X. What chemical is chemical X? They never say what it is, but that it's not good. Chemical? No, I, I, I'm. I've watched, and I should link you guys after the show, of who, what, where, when, why, how, the Powerpuff Girls documentary. Because I own the sixth DVD box yes, set of, of the Powerpuff Girls. There's a documentary? There's a documentary exclusively for the DVD, uh, where they interview all the voice actors and directors and storyboard artists. I'll link, it, I'll link you to it after the after. Oh, the is it on podcast. YouTube? Uh, technically, no. I uploaded it and unlisted it to oh, show yes, the 4chan like six that. years ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But um, just to do a quick summary, like so, yeah, we're talking so, all things Powerpuff yeah, Girls, but, but, which yeah. I feel like it could still be. Maybe I'm just biased, but it could be the biggest hit Cartoon Network's ever had among their original series. Probably uh, Adventure Time oh. might give it a run for its money, but I'm still not 100 percent sure. Adventure Time, in terms of maybe like in terms of viewership, like it's probably up there still to this day. Yeah, because more people have access uh, to it. Merch sales, it was a different time in the 90s. Right, right. And so it was – it has a funny genesis because it started – it was created by a guy named Craig McCracken and people might also know him because he went on to create Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends and more recently Wander Over Yonder. Um, and people it, still petitioning for that season three. Damn right. <laughs> but um, he, he, it was originally created as like because uh, he went to Cal Arts, like many talented TV show creators do. And for his thesis film, he made a really simple little short called Whoop Ass Stew. Um, are you the guys yeah, aware of this? The, they were I'm called aware. the Whoop Ass Girls. Yes. Again, yes. I know all this information because yeah. of the. The yeah. Basically, it was sugar, spice, everything nice, and they actually throw in a can of whoop-ass. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that better than chemical X. But um, yeah. so it was just a very simple jokey make because, you know, part of the joke is the juxtaposition that you have these yeah. super cutesy, um, you know, very stylized. Like, has there ever been Blossom, confirmed that they were – bubbles, and bud for the record. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a boy's name. Um, yeah. Of course, now we also know she was named Buttercup just because it starts with a B. Uh, yeah. But I don't know uh, what his – if he he created the short with intention of doing something more with it. But when – go ahead, play he, uh So basically the, the gist of it is he made the short just because he liked – his friend, roommate in CalArts, just liked throwing the word whoop-ass around. <laughs> so he made something and, around it. And so he was working for Hannah – after CalArts, he worked for Hanna-Barbera and Two yes. Stupid Dogs. Yes, he, like that. that's what was one of the first things he worked on. Maybe the first um, – and they did – for those who remember the What a Cartoon show, that was where they would show a bunch of original shorts and some of them we picked up for series. Like I think almost that's all – uh, Yeah, he did Powerpuff. Almost like Dexter's all the original, came first. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Johnny Bravo was also on it. Um, Courage was. Like a lot of original Cartoon Network shows saw their birth officially there. And there were two shorts of Powerpuff Girls. And a couple years later, uh, I guess because he was – he probably – Helped make Dexter's Lab a big because that was also a very yeah. Basically, like he initially showed the Powerpuff Girls uh, short uh, teaser or whatever to Nickelodeon, and Nickelodeon turned it down. That's so weird. You, there, that happens sometimes. Like I remember. Okay, it one. Happened, yeah, it happens uh, more frequently than the Proud family was originally pitched Nickelodeon. Uh, Phineas and Ferb was originally pitched Nickelodeon. And Adventure Time was originally pitched. Yes, the Adventure Time pilot was made under Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. They keep letting go of pretty good shows. But um, so yeah, eventually it became it got it got picked up, and 
very quickly it became huge because uh, this was also around the area where SpongeBob was the thing, and this was kind of uh, no the, SpongeBob was ninety nine. Yeah, uh, but it was uh, yeah. That's what I mean. Oh, was ninety four. No, no, no. The show yeah. started in ninety eight. Oh, did it? I yeah, I remember. It was, it was when that. I first because yeah, it, it was too. right around the time we I first got cable, and they were it was just getting started along with Ed and Eddie, and they were promoting it. Both of them. I'm huh. not sure about that, but we can I, check. When you look it up, I was like, I don't want to crash the computer. But yes, it started in 1998, uh, ran for a good while. Granted, the last couple of seasons were done without McCracken because once it, once they did the movie, he wanted to do something new, so he went more time. Yeah, Foster's. it was 98. 95 was when the Water Cartoon shorts yeah, were coming, yeah, which is what yeah. I was thinking of. Okay. And yeah. um, the, the the Water Cartoon shorts are kind of surreal because of just little differences, like Bubbles' voice by Kath Souchi or whatever her name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a totally different mayor. Like, you could tell he was still... Figure, yeah, figure they're still trying to figure out the mayor at that point. Yeah, but pilots are always are often like that. Um, but it became a big hit and lasted, I think, six seasons. But six seasons and a movie. Six seasons, six, oh, a movie, two oh, specials the, after that, and a more recent reboot and anime that we'll the, get to. The movie was so good, you guys. Ah. The movie. Here's the thing about the movie. I think it's really well done, mm-hmm. but I think the biggest problem with it is that Craig did it a certain way because he wanted to be juxtapositioned to what? Yeah, I was really uh, excited for it, and I, I was really excited that I, when I heard it, it was going to be like darker, but... It kind of lost some of the charm by doing it that. Granted, yeah, like, it looks yeah. nice. Craig openly um, said the reason why he made the movie that way is because at the time when season four was happening, almost all pop up girl marketing was really girly. Oh was like, no, this is a this is a show for everybody. Yeah. Okay, and, time for bring, me to bring up a personal story because I remember it really freshman me because I was really into this show when it was originally airing. Um, uh, wasn't obviously it wasn't the only show I obsessed over. Pokemon was on at the same time. Toonami was getting started. There was some Nickelodeon yeah. stuff, but like yeah, it probably was my favorite Cartoon Network show at that time. And my mom was worried about me. She would just see glimpses of it and be like, "Is this like?" I'm sure now she would say, "Like, is this like Dory? Why, why are you watching this, John?" And it didn't help that you would see commercials that were like basically. Barbie type things like it's their dream house with a pool and put the girls in the Which pool. Which is crazy the- because this is one of the most violent <laughs> yeah. cartoons oh. ever made. Yeah, holy, yeah. Holy shit, is it violent? There's like, some stuff, both violence and like innuendo. I'm surprised they got away with, and uh, I felt like very uncomfortable watching and. And talking about the show whenever my mom was around because I knew she was just silently judging. Yeah, me. my my mom made fun of me for watching Powerpuff as well. Um, uh, and Chris, you said last week that was your dad with Sailor Moon. Yeah, that was my dad with Sailor Moon, and by the, uh, um, this was before Powerpuff. Right. So when I started watching Powerpuff, and he still watch me, he, he saw me watch it. And I, I turned to him. I was like, the, I, "I'm not going to change. I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you had learned he had to accept you. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, but you know, you watch back the episodes and you see just how brutal they can be. Everyone points to, and rightfully so, the Bubble Vicious episode, Bubble where v- like you know, ripping off the horn and throwing it through. Oh, the Oh, that throwdown. Yeah. I well, actually, every episode, the theme song, like. Uh, Buttercup knocks him in the mouth. And there's like teeth and blood everywhere. Opening yeah. the theme song. I'm. I was actually watching back a random episode where basically the Powerpuff Girls feel like they should be paid for their work, and they they start getting paid in candy. <laughs> and Mojo <laughs> that beat down. And Mojo yeah. Jojo gets like tries to like take the candy, them, and then he. There's a scene where like he's begging for mercy from Buttercup, and then <laughs> oh, Buttercup just steps in his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> and. It's brutal, and it's such a crazy episode because they get so – they become addicts to the candy. Like when the mayor runs out of candy, they start yelling. <laughs> they become like oh, bitches. Man. So, so that that probably is uh, where they got that um, during one of their episodes in a newer reboot. They, 
um, the Powerpuff Girls in the reboot had like a they had like a slumber party, mm-hmm. and they got that was an episode of the original. Yeah, they got yeah they got super crazy addicted to chocolate, or they had like a, they had a binge on um, on okay. candy. I'm so it's sorry. combining two old episodes. And what they essentially did was they played it like The Hangover, where Blossom wakes up, she's stumbling through the apartment, and there's like a bowl inside of the. <laughs> That's kitchen. actually kind of funny. It's like the SpongeBob movie. He has an ice cream hangover. Well, it's yeah. it's. I, I mean, it was, uh, funny. Gonna, it was funnier when they talked about it. Not I'm, so funny. I'm gonna when say something show. right here, right now. If we're gonna bring up the reboot for a yeah. second, yeah. we can get to it later. Uh, but sure, go ahead. Just really quick, it's bad, but it's not the worst. No, it's yeah, not. yeah, it's, it's not. There were actually a few episodes where me and Serena actually guffawed. Was, I watched like not, three episodes it's not and just terrible. Yeah, there I watched are some like, issues with it. I watched like three episodes and sat like very stone faced, but I wasn't in pain. But also, I think this made me realize I'm over when they revive things I love and don't do it well. Like when I was younger, if this had happened, like when I was still in like high school or college, I would have been pissed. But now I'm just like. The old one's still there, so yeah. Yeah, yeah the, thing, the, the new this, series is one of the half of the developers is the guy that worked on Yin Yang Yo, which I think is one of the more oh, yeah, underrated like um, Jetix, sh- sh- uh, one of the most underrated cartoons. I think it was like a really pioneer in Flash animation at the time and things like yeah. that. And it's kind of the same, very hit or miss. When it misses, it really misses, but when it yeah. hits, like <laughs> yeah, when, when it hits, they they do have they do have some pretty enjoyable episodes. And, you know, I'm going not- to get. Okay, I'm actually going to get two controversial things out of the way now because same things I don't like about the old show. I think it could also be a very hit or miss show. There were a fair number of episodes that were just kind of lame, and I don't I got, uh, on this. I, I, I got to admit, like uh, the thing about the old show and the new show, the new show doesn't really have a focus on action and violence. No, that, oh, no. that's and that's where that's where yeah. my gripe with it. Li- the problem is they're trying to do the Teen Titans Go thing. But yeah. like, it doesn't feel like they fully commit to it. Teen Titans Go is very tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah, and meta and with, stuff. With with the with the reboot of Powerpuff with the re, with the reboot of Powerpuff Girls, uh, they're they're really trying to hit um to get in on the teen wave of smartphone talk and everything, and it comes. The OMGs and the dudes out there, so hearing yeah. and the and the, hearing and the twerking, say yes, is like no, it's or no me gusta. It's incredibly disingenuous. Like yeah. it, it doesn't come off like an episode where the girls are being sisters. Yeah, sure, Blossom and Buttercup bro fist every episode. That's cute. But I kind of like the episodes when the girls are staying home uh, when it's raining outside, like in the old version. That that episode's so and, good. And, and and I know that's I know that's old man nostalgia talking. Like it was better in my day, but no. But, but the thing is, they, they literally did another rainy day episode in the new reboot. Like I saw a teaser for it. I didn't see the full thing. Okay. Oh, really? But they treated it differently, where it's like, oh, we'll just make up our own monster or things like that. But like, it's not playing up the fun and imagination of the, yeah. ori- that okay, the original. We should probably. I, I, I want to kind of steer things back to the original show, and we'll get to some of the alternate versions down the line. Sure. Um, yeah. Interesting. Like looking at some of the voice cast for this. Uh, like the girls themselves, I think it's kind of funny in terms of like the main three are kind of like the full spectrum of like prominence in voice acting. Like, yeah. I looked up the voice of Blossom, whose name is like Kathy Kabatini. She doesn't have that many credits. She's like someone who you'll be pop up in smaller roles. But like, I looked her up and I was like, the only thing I go, oh, that was that she was the older sister in Five Goes West. Oh. <laughs> I yeah. love Five Goes West for that. Yeah, she's here. Tanya. She did this scene she in that movie, is too. She Tanya. That's right. Yeah, yes, yeah. Because I rewatched the movie, and you could totally uh, hear it. But the rest of it was, like... I remember Don me about that. The yeah. rest of it was stuff that was either obscure or, like, just 
I guess stuff. I remember she popped like one episode of Teen Titans. It's like a monster. Or something. So she's she's someone who keeps working but doesn't have. Tons of, then there's E.G. Daly, who's Buttercup. And okay, personal bragging here. My brother Patrick, past guest star in the show, is an actor, and told me a couple years ago he took voice acting lessons from Daly. Awesome. And the funny thing was he brought up that she was Tommy Pickles, but he didn't know she was Buttercup until I brought that up. I guess she didn't okay. bring it up. Uh, and, of course, uh, Bubbles is Tara Strong, who is, I think, the most prominent Rare, voice actor. Everyone knows who Tara Strong yeah. is at yeah. this yeah. point. He's everyone. I'm Tara Strong right now. You'll never know. It's me. Uh, ho, My who, favorite who, thing who, Tara Strong, Strong has done online is that Come Closer Vine. I sent it to Dave once because I know he thinks she's quite quite lovely. Oh, she is pretty. But it's, it's, have you seen that that Vine where it's like her posing, like, come a little closer. I'll tell you something. Yep. Closer. Closer. Then she tur- then she just did pulls out the Timmy Turner voice. Come closer so I can tell you something. Closer. 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 I'm a ten-year-old boy. Yeah, yeah, she's got quite the humor on her. She's, yeah, she's and actually, you know, person. I will admit, I like my other controversial opinion out of the way because I guess there is one thing I now see eye to eye with my mom, and I'm sorry, Bubbles' voice drives me up the wall. Mainly when she's getting energized because she just starts screeching everything. It's like it's like Miss Piggy on helium. I'm gonna add up, put a, a montage <laughs> to the final episode. Like you were beaten by you, little Bubbles. I can't do it. But I'm just like, she's adorable when she's just talking. Just give the entire Mojo monologue from... Well, that's she's doing the scratchy voice. That's like do her doing impression of Mojo, which is awesome. I'm talking about like regular bubbles, just when she's getting freaked out or hyper or really emotional. Yeah. I, I, I can't, I can't get. There's get an episode, in, there's this scene in the movie where they're all in the mood and she starts crying and it's this. Oh, really her high-pitched. voice is so high pitched. <laughs> Tara Strong, uh, you're great, and Bubbles is a good character, but. I actually I like, like the new one, new her new voice more for that reason. I like the I new like, Buttercup better, and I feel uh, like that's yeah. gonna be murder for me. The new ones aren't bad. I just it's kind of it is kind of jarring if you grew up on the original. Does the uh, you know what I got? I gotta um, I gotta agree with John on that one because uh, I, I after watching Power, the old Powerpuff Girls so much as a kid and so much as a teenager, I can't say kid. Um, like I got used to hearing the same, uh, hearing Tara Strong and. And, um, and Tom Kenny do just about every voice on that show. Like there were a lot of voices that they did on that show. Um, Wait, who else was Tara Strong on that show? Um, she was like a couple background characters. As okay, well. background. Oh, like she Sedusa? No, that I was said, Jennifer Hale. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, uh, and then going to uh, the reboot of Powerpuff uh, of, of the regular Powerpuff, well, not regular of the new Powerpuff Girls, hearing like a um, like a multitude of different characters, that's jarring to me, and that's. That I will freely admit is my old man nostalgia. Okay, talking. yeah, I'm, like, I'm it's fine. It's really with that. weird hearing actual kids uh, be the girls. I'm, but oh, I no, they're not kids. They're I, like I they're in the twenties. Well, I mean, well, uh, they're younger they, than the originals, I guess. Well, aren't the kids? Uh, well, anyway, uh, they're, yeah, they're, they're younger than um, than older actors. But what I'm saying is, is what I'm saying primarily is that I do like um, the new voices and the reboot. I actually like Buttercup's voice. It's weird. It's like an, it's like a weird, grizzled, grumpy, but still kind yeah. of a tomboyish. No, the, the, tomboyish the new voices girl. are pretty good. I, I'm not. I don't blame the show's failings on 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 any of them. Yeah, that's that's more of a writing. Kind and of issue. just a quick thing aside, I'll say is. Uh, Looking up Mojo's voice because we got to talk Mojo Jojo. Uh, he's another guy who doesn't do a ton of stuff, but he pops up in one a lot of Telltale games. So I've heard him without knowing it. Uh, yeah. He is the voice of Ghostface in Scream. Huh? What's anytime you see that movie, yes. Anytime that voice is on the phone, that is the voice of Mojo Jojo. Huh? 
I want to know what your favorite scary movie is. The one that makes you jump out of your seat at night. The, the one, one that, that makes, makes you scream. scream at the top of your lungs. Oh. That particular film, which is directed by multiple... That is <laughs> such a great Excuse character me, trademark. Where are you? You're in the house, aren't you, Brad? <laughs> this is Mojo on the other phone. Mojo no, this is not Brad. This is Ghostface. <laughs> I am not the one you call Brad. <laughs> I, I do Stop love Mojo's... Brad. I do love Mojo's stick. I, I rewatched the one where you get his origin story of him being the professor's assistant. And the uh, kidnap letters to this long, like, I took Professor somewhere against his liking. I kidnapped him against his will. I took him and he didn't like it. This letter is from and was written by Mojo Jojo. <laughs> yeah, his monologues were... They were it's funny. fucking insane. They're, they're, my, one of my favorite episodes of all time is called Just Another Manic Mojo, where you just go through the day of life yes. of Jojo. And the girls and throw a ball in his house. Yeah, but like the whole, whole beginning part of him just trying to go through his day, taking a shower. Then he realizes that one egg left, and he just goes head. through this whole... Two eggs are minimal nutritional value required for the day. <laughs> for a nutritious breakfast, two eggs is the minimum requirement. And I have but one, which is once I have two. And it is two that I need. Curses. I must immediately purchase some eggs, for I need to have breakfast. And without the eggs, I cannot have the breakfast that I so require. And then he goes to the grocery <laughs> store and just does a really long ramble. To like, I need it today, or maybe tomorrow. There <laughs> or no, oh, something we can all identify with is that that light changed, everybody's noisy around him. Please change, change. <laughs> there, there were a lot of, uh, there, well, there were a lot of really brilliant episodes, and yeah, there were there were a couple slow ones as well. Yeah, and um, I'm not going to say right now, I generally, I noticed, at least for me, like, I generally don't like the post-McCracken seasons. They felt very there drawn are, out. There are a couple really good ones. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, I rewatched. Um, um the one with him making them live their greatest nightmares. That episode's awesome. Yeah. yeah. The but, last episode of the regular rotation, the one where Mojo Jojo accidentally uh, was trying to use a shrink ray and then it makes it be a grow ray. It's like, you know what? I'm just going to turn the Powerpuff Girls giant and they can't do anything because they've got to be so delicate to move around the city. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. like the last episode of the regular run and it's actually really good. <laughs> okay, I... I, I guess I felt like the plots weren't as inspired. Like, there's also one where he, like, he fuses them all together. And it's not like it's one person. It's just like they're all tied at the waist. So it's like, oh. It, I feel like that in the big episode, yeah, probably the same one, thing, like trying to be, say the day, but, be, but being clumsy. Yeah. It, the the new one also has the one where both, uh, the, the post-McCracken is where the one where Mojo and him have a custody battle over who has the rights to the Rowdy Rough Boys. That's kind of clever, actually. Yeah. <laughs> That and at the end, the clever. boys just straight up decide, like, let's just be our own thing. Yeah, their own thing. That's the infamous gif of... That's uh, the most uh, evil po- thing I've ever seen. That's from... Po- that's Post McCracken. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys, let's talk about him. Yes. yes. Holy yeah. shit. We, that, that was the episode I just got finished watching. Like, I wanted to do, like, a quick refresher. The custody episode? No, 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 no. Um, it was uh, him, Riddle Diddle, or something. Oh, I just watched that one, too. That one's great. Where, where him basically has all the girls perform all these mundane tasks to solve riddles. Yeah, and only so. Yeah, but only so the professor will pay. You have okay. five and a half minutes. Yeah, let me just say why I love him. One, I can't really think of any other villain or character like him. And two, I, st- I still find him generally, genuinely unsettling. Just started to bore me. You are afraid. You cannot defeat me. Um, yeah. I think the combination uh, going back of to, going back to the documentary, there's this great thing where he, uh, Craig McCracken, when he made those characters, built a scale from evil to silly, <laughs> and he put him purposely at the very top of most evil character in the entire show. I mean, he's supposed to, and be then Satan, he right? put. 
Yeah, and then he put the Amoeba Boys in the bottom right. as like the silliest. Yeah, their stick is that they, they can't. Know, everyone goes where they go, and he purposely put Mojo Jojo right in the middle. That makes sense. No, Mojo is like the main villain of the show because he can be both a threat and just a goof. Uh, every time there's an episode where him has a scheme, uh, it gets into pretty fucked up territory. It, it, um, it kind of feels that way. Um, uh, let's be honest. This guy's this guy's the devil. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure that like, they just can say that because of censors. He's like the literal devil, and I I love that. And seeing seeing what he can do, seeing what him can do like Pretty he much can basically he can basically bend reality yes or like teleport throw the girls in like terrible situations and clones of people and he is just the most goddamn petty villain i've ever he seen is. <laughs> like his entire scheme in that real episode is just because i okay guys another thing i'm pretty sure he legit has a crush on professor utonium does anybody I, remember the episode uh, the where he episode makes her where he licks the and there's that Distinct close up of him slowly licking the professor's cheek. And at the Holy end, he's really shit. sad the professor's leaving his flapjack plate. It's like, come back, I'll make my flapjacks cheaper. I forgot about that. Yeah. He did lick the professor's yeah. face. Yeah. There's some Holy stuff in this where you're like, shit. how did you. What? I, for, uh, I forgot. Like, I saw it when I was a kid, but this I show got away with a oh, lot. Yeah. The, I completely they made a forgot about it. joke in they one ma- of the episodes. Yes. And <laughs> the one where they get that friend who's like a normal girl and. Like they, he made us in his lab by accident. Oh, don't worry, Professor. I was an accident too. Oh God, Jesus! <laughs> so many. Um, oh, the Miss Bellum episode where Sedusa is impersonating her and seducing the mayor. There's like he's holding a pencil and it's like mm-hmm. she says something like it's what's important is how you use it. Stick it in a you know vibrating petrol sharpener and mayor's like just vibrating. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's nuts. Jeez. We got uh, okay, man. I love I, the explanation for Sarah Bellum. The reason why you never show they never showed her oh, face. Oh, what was the explanation? So basically, the whole there's this whole point. Uh, it's a kind of old time that you never showed the best part of a woman, <laughs> and with Sarah Bellum, it's her mind. Yeah, awesome. Okay. Well, I mean, it's her name. Her name is she's named after part of the brain. Um, yeah. But just to finish up about him, like uh, one thing I remember hearing early on because I would like pay attention to like people talking about the show online. Craig McCracken's inspiration for him was: Have either of you ever seen Yellow Submarine? No, I'm aware of it. The because... villains in it are called the Blue Meanies, and I swear to God, the main one talks and acts just like him. Where's that thing of oh. like being very calm and sing songy, and then on a dime, just like Argh! oh. Well, that's that's uh, yeah. Craig McCracken specifically says in Doctor. All the villains are inspired by something. Yes. Like uh, Fuzzy Lumpkins is straight up like a strawberry shortcake. Or no, Rainbow Bright <laughs> villain. Yeah, I can't that little fluffy. Oh, uh, yeah. Urkel <laughs> yeah. Merkel or something. Erky Murky. Yeah. So, that's always a character I go to instinctively when I think of Jim Cummings. Get off my property. He's good at playing rednecks. Mm-hmm. Um, Fuzzy Lumpkins, I think, is really underrated because they don't play up the whole, like, he's a dumb redneck that just wants to get off from it. But when he gets pissed off and turns giant and red. Yeah, like, the, well, oh, the episode oh, where he becomes that's mayor. Le- that's legit fucking terrifying yes. when I first saw him do that. The episode that. where he becomes mayor, they definitely play up the redneck aspect. Um, but uh, what are some other villains you guys wanted to bring up? Well, we haven't really talked about – well, we t- I guess we talked about Mojo already. Um, he is awesome. I, wanted, I guess we can talk about Princess for a little bit. <laughs> oh, oh, one of my favorite episodes is when she gets introduced. Like, yeah. Stuck, um, that ends with the DBZ fight. Oh, the Dragon Ball fight was the fucking amazing. Blossom tilting her head, and, and that was a Frieza thing, apparently. It, it, was, it was a Piccolo thing. Piccolo, oh, Piccolo. first did it. And they do like fast pace, like well, punches. During the early episodes of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. But um, even before that, um, when um, 
when Princess um, comes in and she starts throwing her weight around and she th- she like yells at a gerbil or something. The gerbil yeah, like goes yeah. fucking insane and like <laughs> and like goes careening off yeah. the table. And the girls jump into action and Blossom yells, "Quick, girls! Fastball special!" And they legit do the X Men move of Wolverine and Colossus. It's fucking great. Yeah, Blossom has code names for all their moves. Like I remember there's one where she goes Alpha Omega Atari. <laughs> And actually, okay, let me just, we'll get back to Princess, you know, let's finish Princess first, then we should talk about the girls themselves. I mean, Princess, uh, the great, I think the the great episode where, um, basically, in order to get Princess to give up, like, a secret key or something like that, they, the Powerpuff Girls overnight takes every earthly possession in her mansion. Oh, that's the episode where she becomes mayor and makes crime legal despite them. So they, like, turn about as fair play, and they take all her stuff and say, you don't get it back unless you get it back to the mayor. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's probably my favorite princess episode. Yeah, like she wakes up in the middle of the night, I want some water on the rocks! <laughs> I like uh, I like the fact that um, in the first episode when they beat Princess and Blossom gives her the spiel about your spoiled yeah. brat and this is what it means to be a hero and yada yada and they have like the, the great music playing. They, they legit send a whole little girl to prison. What was her crime? I'm sure she got out the next day. She's rich. I'm sure she oh, did God. too. The, the, the episode where... Um, where they give princess actual superpowers to be a mojo jojo and they yell at each other from the top of the volcano to down at the limousine. I can pay you a lot of money. What? <laughs> I'm not a baboon. I'm not a baboon. There were a lot of great villains in this yeah, show. Yeah, some one-offs. Uh, yeah. To, to, um, Was it the, the, the Lady Liberty uh, yes, figure? Yes, Femme that... Fatale. <laughs> Femme Fatale, yeah. That's a good episode. Uh, Although, for I, a sec- like... I thought you were talking about the episode where they all come up with their own superhero personas and Blossom mm-hmm. becomes like Liberty Bell. That's a good one. Uh, I like, I'll, yeah, I like the when Buttercup like mange. basically try to do Spawn and yes. Batman at the same time. <laughs> and they're all terrible at it because Blossom wants to drive a car but gets stuck in rush hour. Uh, <laughs> Bubbles just can only do a pogo stick so it takes her all day. And Buttercup is like, no, Mange doesn't go out in the day. I wait till night. Yeah. yeah. I, I also liked when uh, uh, Galactus made a special guest appearance on the show. Is that the one where Mojo has to team up with them? Yeah. Yeah, and at yeah. the end he's making it say, Uncle, you were the most evil. Yeah, and, he, and, and he, then he, he ends up saving the day. Ironically, he beats yeah, the which crap is out of him. He beats the crap out of him with a baguette. That <laughs> I, I, I could. I that was the first fucking time that I said my mind was blown <laughs> because the camera does these really awesome zoom ins. <laughs> yeah, even with like shit. monster of the day type stuff, they can do like really. Do you remember the Dynamo episode where they uh, yeah. this giant robot and yeah. literally destroy all of Townsville? There's that part yeah. they dwell on where like they, they shoot a blimp on fire and it falls into a stadium of screaming people. They dwell on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh God. Like at the end, the mayor's like, thank you for saving day, but you blew up the entire town. Like, yeah, there's actually another episode where they get a different mayor like for like a day or two. I can't remember. Mm. And basically, they make a point about how they stopped a, a thief that stole $400, and they did $3 million worth of property damage. Oh, is that the one where they moved to Cityville? That's what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah and the mayor's, like, actually responsible, and people are shitty there. So when they – Boston blows up a bridge to stop a robber, and he's like, are you goddamn crazy? No more superpowers. Yeah. Yeah, Filippo, uh, Filippo, Felipe. Yeah, you're not you're not kidding around when uh, about the violence and everything. Like the 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 him diddle diddle episode, um, him basically tells uh, tells the girls to go make the crumb townspeople cry. Yes, and Buttercup, and Buttercup just goes nuts, beats up on an old she, man. She just uh, starts. She kicks. 
she is in the background kicking a lady in the teeth she says, multiple yeah. times. And she says, one down, 10 million to go. But you want to know the crazy thing? I think like for all like the spears going through heads, like t brain Blood. exploding things, I think the most violent and dark thing I've ever seen in Powerpuff was in the movie when uh, Mojo Jojo kidnaps the professor and like the, they, the girls chase him in the tower. And Mojo cranks his neck ever so slightly. Mm. And like I think for a second, like is Mojo Jojo gonna break the professor? Is Mojo gonna have to choke a bitch? He did. The girl, oh, the girl, I was it's more... just a slight motion. Yeah, the more... slight motion. I'm like that was the darkest thing ever. Like yeah, I see an exposed the... brain and broken teeth and blood everywhere. But that I was really more got focused me. on him jabbing that needle into his brain for yeah, that was that... dark too. Yeah, yeah, I, that was pretty. Like... The, the I think the most like effective action board? part of that whole movie is in that final showdown where there's a part where, like, Mojo, I guess, can fire, like, rapid-fire razor uh, hairs, and there's, like, a brief moment of Blossom, like, like rapid-fire swatting away, like, going, ah! It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, actually, just, we've talked a lot about the villains. Okay, let's talk favorite things. Do you guys have a favorite of the three girls? Oh, what, Chris? Blossom. Okay, we're on the same page. Felipe. I mean, I know, I know the show is basically the the bubbles and blossom show because Buttercup doesn't really get a lot of play. <laughs> Buttercup and, is, and, let's face it, she's a bitch. I, I mean, I like Buttercup. No, I, I really, like her, but she's. I mean, harsh. I don't, I don't, I don't exactly. Well, she did kick that lady in the face, and she did punch that old man. What about in the, the teeth episode where she keeps trying to <laughs> knock out um, Bubbles' teeth and the villain's teeth just to get tooth fairy money? But Buttercup gets a lot more screen time in in the newer in the newer yeah, she iterations. Has, she's, re she's really great in the new one. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, she gets a lot of good one liners. I think in the, in the uh, new one. I realized because like, oh, I like Blossom. She's the smart one. She's the geek of the group. And then I also remembered, well, my favorite Ninja Turtle is Donatello. So I went. Oh, my I favorite think I, as well. What? My favorite as well. Donatello is. Yeah. So best. I think this made me go like I lean towards the geek because I am one. Uh, except for Billy the Blue Ranger, he was too much. Oh man, I like. <laughs> More phenomenal. John. I liked him, but he wasn't my favorite. More phenomenal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, one thing, really quickly, I think also is great about Powerpuff Girls is the fact that they all harmonize really well. There's a lot of music in this, in this, and yeah, the the, the songs throughout are really well done. Yeah, you mentioned another episode that it has a very cool, unique synthy score, and I actually looked up the guy, the, the composer, the guy named James Venable, who also worked on Dexter's Lab and Samurai Jack, and I went, oh, what's he done lately? Scary Movie Five, uh, yeah. which is weird because like he's on the documentary as well. He's so excited to talk about Powerpuff Girls. Like he like he had the idea like I want to mix 1950s superheroes with 90s techno. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I, I keep remembering that. Me too. They were like, um, and like he just talking to sound. The noise the Powerpuffs make when they do that that dash of light. Like I, what, I can't, I can't make it with my mouth. I don't know how they made it, and it also. Makes I think the, the more striking is whenever they hit like a really hard hit. You hear that sound uh, effect. Yeah. Like I don't know how to replicate it. It's almost like Smash Brothers. Yeah, uh, but yeah. also everybody also remembers the whenever they do an episode title, the drums and. Oh, the, the drum and bass that that was uh, that made me that made me uh, that made me think like a tsunami was about to do another promo for Dragon Ball. They did show Powerpuff Girls on tsunami. They did, but I love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, it got me so pumped. I was like, this is going to be a good episode, yeah. even if it wasn't. Okay, and we're approaching our time limit, so one thing I want to say, we'll move on to the Simpsons in a second. I just want to bring up uh, a handful of episodes I wrote where, on very, 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 very rare occasions, the show got super dark, like, like surprisingly. Uh, and yeah, I wrote down uh, three. Like, there was one episode that was banned because it was – Yes, the Gnome episode. See, see Me, Feel Me, Know Me, which is a giant uh, Tommy uh, 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 acknowledgement, which I wow. love. It's – I think I heard it's good. They, 
pitched as a rock opera, and apparently they originally were hoping to get Jack yeah, Black they, to they, voice they, the gnome. The, the, it was written with, with Jack Black in mind because yes. one of the writers was friends with Jack Black, but literally mm-hmm. just as the episode was about to go into production, School of Rock happened. Yeah, and, and, and it's, uh, so they got uh, Jess Harnell to do a really good Jack uh, Black impression. Mm-hmm. Um, He's a really good singer in general. Yeah, and, I like uh, him. Yeah, um, the songs in that are great, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I have some of them on my iPod. Um, but it's a, it's also very heavy because it's go, it basically goes into like the idea of cults and uh, losing your individuality to these big like authoritative figures uh, under the guise. Not of the best faith. song, but the whole representation is the whole freedom beef. Yes, thing. Yes, professor song. Yeah, so yeah. Seeing all their hopes and dreams. Um, so, the other uh, two. So, so the reason why they didn't show it was because it, uh, it's it, never it, been it, straight up confirmed well, why. They never said why. Some people say it's because of the cult say it's because the whole touch has the professor literally turning cows into steaks and then some say it's just the flashing lights throughout yeah oh, that's that's that episode is very strobe heavy okay yeah okay. i think it it's just such a unique beast of an episode they might not have known what to do with it once they saw the final part. but so the other okay. two um one uh does anyone remember the episode where they time travel into the future where him took over everything and oh like, yes and everything is destroyed it's and it's like up. it's not our fault <laughs> like, it, they, they have it ends that. with a bunch of like zombified townsfolk just coming out saying it's your fault over and over until the girls break down crying and run back. Like, i think wasn't miss keen the last one and that broke them uh like, no no like no that? it was they saw miss keen the professor and you see they see miss bellum clutching the mayor's like hat he's dead um and then they realize it, it's a great part where him comes out and tells them like all I, it was easy. You left. I took over, and it just really affected him because they beat the crap out of him. So he like falls face down the ground. There's a pause, and then he just immediately puts his face back up and goes, "Are you quite done yet?" Like he wasn't phased at all. And then he turns just for no reason, but it's awesome into this huge hulking like beast form for a brief minute. I wish they'd showed again. Uh, that episode like kind of threw me for a loop because I was I watched that when it premiered as a kid. I was like, I, I, "This is not a direction I ever imagined the show taking," but I love it. Wow, I. It's I called wish Speed I, Demon. I wish I- it's called Speed Demon. Because it, it's just the girls are the, initially. It was just the girls are trying to race each other. Yes, mm-hmm. they're and doing. Then, they're like they're about to go on some vacation, oh, and, and they run so fast they go forward in time. They break the space time barrier and into fifty years in the future where they were wow. gone, and him destroyed everything. It's it's fucked up. Uh, and the other one, it's not an episode that gets crazy until the last five minutes. Remember the episode with Professor Dick Hartley making the bootleg power puffs. Dick Hartley. Yes, uh, they, they, they made bootleg power puffs. He's an old girls- total asshole friend, like college friend of Utonium's. And mm. when he discovers like how pop girls were made, he just like cheaply and quickly they mass, rep- he mass produces Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, and because <laughs> he starts like like getting harsher about, it, there's a montage where like they start looking deformed, and he's like, "Cut the profits are down, cut the sugar down by half." And there's one where like there's a really crazy part where he's going through like a parade of them. And there's like a, a Buttercup who looks normal, and she, he's like, "What? This is too good. Melt it down and get the ingredients back." But oh. that's not that's not the crazy part. So at the end, the girls realize all this fucked up stuff. Doing so good, they go to confront him. He <laughs> swallows chemical X in the process and turns into a huge monster. Then mm-hmm. traps them in a tank. I get he has technology to drain the chemical from their body, which will like kill them. And professor comes in and you see all these really grotesque like girl clones. Like they look fucked up. And um, he says something like, I'll, "I'll sacrifice myself to make this for you if you just let them go." And he's like, "Sure," but they stay with me. Uh, but when he tells the girls he loves them, the, the clones revolt. They're like, "You never loved us. Uh, you weren't the father you should have been." And they take him down. The whole place goes up in smoke, and they the clones and the guy oh, all die. Oh God! You just reminded me when they accidentally make a fourth. <laughs> oh, uh, the bunny episode. Oh yeah, they did. That's <laughs> another one. Girl. She was big, uh, and she had like a she had like a she, pink purple outfit. She yeah. was mentally handicapped. Uh, I think what she was, was voiced name? by Christine Cavanaugh too, who was doing Dexter. Only she's just going like, "Hey, buddy." Um, oh, oh, 
Yeah, her name was what? What? Bunny. What did, it was what, Bunny. Oh, Bunny, Bunny. Okay. And at the end, she does save the day from problems they're having, but she blows she up because she was unstable. And that's the yeah, end. That was, that was a really sad one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had sad moments. I don't, I don't see a lot of that in the new one, and I, I know they didn't any of that because the new one is is played more for jokes. And like yeah. I was looking it up, like again, none of the people that worked on the original, like at least the dance pants special that came out like three years ago, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't Craig McCracken involved at all, the director behind it was someone who was a storyboarder on the original yeah, Power. And they had the old cast yeah. back for that one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, while but, while this, I mean, this, it, like it could be, it could have been Powerpuff Girls Z. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I let's mean, get into the spinoffs now. Well, uh, yeah, I remember when that first was announced. Everybody thought it was. It was announced on April Fool's Day, and everybody thought it was a joke. Uh huh. I watched it in Japanese when it came out, and like there were a few things about. First of all, the girls weren't created; they were literally just given chemicals. Yeah, to eat. And they aren't related either. No. Yeah. On, on top of that, um, Mojo Jojo in the original Japanese, he didn't talk like he does Mojo Jojo. He would just say sentence and end it with the word Mojo. Yeah. Mm. That, when, I, when I read that synopsis and heard that Mojo was basically just being a Pokemon half, uh, I was Mojo Mon. What? I know. I know it's okay to go in a different direction for things when you're trying to do a spinoff, or even if you're trying to do a reboot. That's fine, but it kind of has to be good too. Right. right. <laughs> And uh, Powerpuff Girls Z didn't sound good. I didn't watch too much of it. I, I just rewatched the first episode because a lot of it's on YouTube. And I'll give it credit for three things. It has one funny moment where the first time they show up to fight Mojo, who has hostages, they, the hostages all go, can we just have your autograph? <laughs> they stop fighting. Yeah, and then Mojo that. wants theirs like, no, you're a villain. Uh, two, I think the character designs are kind of cool. Like the, the girls look appealing. It's not. Oh, yeah. The designs are super cool. Yeah, it's cute. Remember, and they look um, expressive and stuff. Um, and three. You- there's some good songs. Like when I heard that they have a Sailor Moon transformation sequence, and I went and found the OST for that song, which is like this cool, like. Oh right. Now, do you remember a long time ago? Uh, you, you may or may not remember. There's a whole bunch of Powerpuff Girl comics that were out, and one of the more one of the more prominent ones was one um, that was made by a guy named Bleed Man. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that came design- first, and let people wonder if that. Had anything to do? I doubt it, but yeah. Well, the designs looked really awesome, and I and I did yeah. think it was uh, looking back. It wasn't written well, but it was very stylish. Nah, <laughs> but uh, um, and he's only gone back, more downhill, and he's yeah, he turned out to be a real but, creepy motherfucker. But back when um um when you mentioned like about the theme songs and everything, one thing I really got to give the new one credit. That theme song fucking rocks. I gotta admit, I, right. I love the visuals and I love the music. yeah. It looks cool visually. Yeah, and I'm. I'm I'm pretty easy to please. So when I see like fluid animation right next to like uh, a pretty from uh, pretty poppy rock, I'm like, that's cool. I can dig that. And yeah. then I watch and I'm like, maybe not so much. Well, but it's all right. the, the, the animation for the show, the animation for the intro, were done by two completely. Different- yeah, that's for sure. Different companies. Oh, yeah. Um, I was gonna say because uh, we mentioned music. Uh, do have, did either of you ever have that soundtrack, uh, Heroes and Villains? I, I I had I had it on download like via 4chan like years later. It's cool. It's it was made. The only like, thing annoying about it was that they would ha- they ha- it was the full soundtrack, like the OST of the show, but they would intersplice voice clips of the voice actors saying something random. Like here's this awesome oh. guitar mix of Buttercup Steve. Like how about no, a no, taste no, no. of Buttercup? That one's the city oh, that's of city Soundsville. Soundsville. Yeah. Heroes and Villains was it was released like in the middle of the show's popularity, and basically they got a bunch of artists to make original songs based on the show, and they got some crazy picks. Like Frank Black did a song, "Better Pray for the Girls." That's really awesome. Uh, my favorite is Devo did a song about Mojo. Oh, Debo. Go, monkey, Boy. go. 
Um, and the one annoying thing is that it it's not the same of having voices interrupt, but it has it has like a frame story to it of the girls fighting Mojo. So in between before and after songs, you have like the narrator and the girls talking. And mm-hmm. uh, oh, you just sent us the documentary. Thank you. Oh, can we just talk about that narrator? The narrator's great. Tom Kenny. Uh, yeah. They don't use him that much in the new show, which is they don't because he's an integral part of. The- I love yeah. when the characters would interact. Yeah, they were aware of him. And yeah. I think there's an episode in the later seasons where Mojo kidnaps him and replaces his role. And at the end, when the girls untie him, it's from his point of view, so you still don't know what he looks like. Yeah, there's actually a great ep- yeah. There's actually a great episode like that starts like there's an episode with Gang Green Gang or a bunch of prank, prank, prank callers. We we haven't even mentioned the Gang Green Gang. Oh, Holy those crap. guys. Uh, <laughs> Where the they, they prank call the narrator the opening of the show and the whole show is the whole episode is the gangrene gang yes. take the mayor's office and prank call the Powerpuff Girls to do all sorts of random crap and interrupt guys on their days off and, and the, things like and that. And the professor's on hold all day because he thinks he just won ten million dollars. Yes. Um, <laughs> but what, but the, the narrator, I feel like there's something else I want to. But anything else you guys want to mention? Uh, I think let's see. Uh, do you guys have any favorite episodes? Yes. I, I know. I, uh, I, I know. I, I'm, I'm, I know I mentioned I, that, that the the princess episode is one of my favorites, but I have like four others. Like Go it just ahead. it just goes to more Mojo Jojo. There's an episode called where as community service, Mojo Jojo has to teach foreigners how to speak English. And this what? was like season five. I never saw um, that. Or basically, again, the, the, like the season five and six are hit or miss. But when they hit, it hits. We're basically okay. First thing they say is okay. Tell me your names, like Rodrigo. Wrong. When you tell me your name, I want as much information as physically possible. <laughs> <laughs> And so the entire town starts speaking like Mojo Jojo, and the girls are confused. Like, technically, there's not a crime happening, but it's annoying. This is, exactly. And <laughs> what they end up doing is, uh, who is the person that speaks the best English in Townsville? The talking dog. Yes. He yeah. teaches everybody how to speak like. Well, I may be able to talk, but I sure as heck can't drive. <laughs> it's oh, good. Follow the quote. Bubbles, have mercy. Mercy is for the weak. Oh, that that dog! <laughs> I love that dog. What is his story? We will never know. I know. Oh, I, the, I like it that way. the The episode where uh, the Rowdy Rough Boys first appeared, and oh, good one. The, and you got that shot where the the boys basically just you know, just fucking rocket the girls right down into the city, and they're just yeah. cratered, like 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 a whole bunch of feet below. I was kind of waiting for for the for the citizens to turn to the Rowdy Rough Boys to go. Monkey, monkey, and they all start ch- chanting "monkey" from Dexter's lab. Oh, oh okay. That was one. That was just me. Then okay, that's fine. That was just you. I'm sorry. It's um, all right. I would say my favorite episode. I mean, the Justice Friends do appear in an episode. Yes, of the episode where they they try to join the Justice Friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I remember they didn't show Crunk in it for some reason. Maybe they Marvel threatened to sue or something. Because there was an, there was an episode of Dexter's lab that got a monkey that. Got pulled because it had a Galactus ripoff that was too close. All right, barbecue or something, or, or there was also like a gay Silver Surfer. So it was like, a <laughs> um, but my favorite episode, at least of the ones I revisited. Do you remember the one where Mojo babysits them? Yes, and he makes sushi. It's gold, like from yeah. beginning to end. Because the first time I saw it, like he starts out, you know, he's in jail, so they they call the mayor for a babysitter. He's too busy playing Ocarina of Time. Killing mm-hmm. his own fairy. And so he just calls the police chief, hey, get a babysitter. And so Mojo's like, first thing I command t- you to do is take over Townsville. But the girls just treat him like shit for the entire episode. The like, episode where like, I tell them, I'm sorry, it's story of Napoleon. <laughs> they all fact correct. Yes. <laughs> he, he goes like, he conquered the entire world, the end. And then they all, like a solid minute of each girl, like, 
I get lost in knowing this. How did the other two know so much about Napoleon? Like, Buttercup, like, he died of visual death of stomach cancer, stupid! <laughs> <laughs> or, oh, watching Blarney the Sea Serpent. Blarney the Sea Serpent? If I was a bunny, I'd hop, 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 hop. <laughs> If I were a fish, I would scream, scream, scream. 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 Fish don't scream, but it's so goddamn funny. Because they start incorporating mojo. If I were a hammer, I'd hammer, hammer. If I were a candle, I'd stop. <laughs> It's uh, so good. And, like, he actually, he goes to great, he actually puts genuine effort into making that sushi, and then they all just spit it on his face. Like, yeah, this stinks! He that sushi. Was, and as a kid, I was like, I want to try that. At the end, they just, they eventually good. just start beating the shit out of him for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're such assholes in this episode, but it's great. It's a villain, so it's okay. Um, I love it. I really liked, uh, I have a, a whole bunch. Uh, second, um, and um, the second comes to, like, the really emotional or the really fun and imaginative rainy day episode, guys. I thought that was Great goddamn one. adorable. Very meta. But my all-time all favorite has to be Supper Villain, where their neighbors oh. has that one guy who's just a regular average never Joe. never breakfast. Pancakes. I hate you. I hate you, Dad. <laughs> you have mistakes. Nobody appreciates me. <laughs> no one understands me. He has like a shitty kid and a shitty yeah, job. Yeah, and so he, he finally just puts on that bathrobe. It's like I'm going to melt the professor's head. Finish that bee. I'm like, dude, your hair dryer. I'm sorry, your gun is not plugged in. Yeah, I, I actually <laughs> what wondered are you going if, like, to do? <laughs> if the twist is going to be that it actually didn't work. But maybe we don't find out. He gets arrested, and then they do that sequel episode professor. where the whole family tries to take them down. And there's that great part, like they wreck the house. Like, oh, what happened? Where none of us are hurt, and that's all that matters. There's that like awkward moment. Harold, get everybody in the car. I, I don't care that they're getting. I like the girls are just going like. Ugh. Oh no! At the oh, end, like the why? You, we should. We can't get one, away. With no, that last thing I'll say. At the end of the uh, evil family episode, it's like, why are you doing this? You ruined my dinner. That's it. That's not a good reason. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, the Beatles episode. Yeah, you said the Beatles. Just so, yeah, yeah. I, I think. Oh yeah, we can't end this episode without mentioning that episode. Oh, and how my Beatles brilliant! Came from that. Yes. <laughs> Chris, do you yeah, remember that one? Yeah, there was a song at the end, wasn't there? No, no, there was no was, song. It was just a bunch of references to the, the Beatles. Yeah, the premise uh, is that right, Mojo, right. him, Fuzzy, and Princess. The, the, the sergeant of the of Townsville Police was Sergeant Pepper. Uh, yeah, like, he, he was modeled after the the guy from Yellow Submarine. Yeah, like McCracken is obviously a big Beatles fan. And they split up the Beatles by having a, a female monkey fall in love. <laughs> Mogo Jonas, apparently yeah. John. And they do like they, they do this this one really quick throwaway line where they're sleeping in bed in the middle of the street. And it's like, hey Mojo, why are we doing this? Now stop. Imagine all the people and how annoyed they will be. <laughs> it's all white because they're all white. <laughs> oh, um, they all beat the girls like yes, in a nice rhythmic yeah. fashion. But one of them had a really shitty weapon. Fuzzy has a rock. Fuzzy that's had a rock. That's the finishing blow. That's right. Fuzzy brought the rock. Everybody and else he... is shooting lasers, and he just throws a rock on them to stop. <laughs> and every, I think all of Professor Utonium's lines in it are lyrics. Yeah, he just goes, like, girls, you gotta let it be. I just yesterday, the all our trouble seemed so f way. Yes, but I'm certain it, it happens all the time. Here to stay. Honestly, when I first played Beatles Rock Band, because I don't know much about them, there were so many times where lyrics would happen, I would go, oh, that's what me the Beatles was referencing. Yeah, yeah. As a kid, I didn't know much about the Beatles, um, but I, I, knew, did hear yeah. few, I did hear a few songs, and I knew what they were referencing. And yes. then later on, I was getting to the music, and I was like, all right, I got you. All like, right, cool. I knew when it aired what they were referencing, what in general, you know, there was a Beatles thing, but I, so many, oh, there's that part where Mojo's just screaming in the street, so to do people, and there's like a bunch of quick cuts of random people, and for a brief second, you see the Yellow Submarine cartoon versions of the Beatles. Yeah. So, man. It's a good that, one. It was fucking brilliant, dude. I missed that show. 
Yeah. I, I didn't and realize. I still, I still stand by. That there are a lot of clunkers in it that I just I can't well, even remember most of them. Yeah, but, um, but I think one of the biggest risk failure episodes is the one where they try to do a steampunk back in time Powerpuff Girls. No, I never episode. watched that one. This was like season six. I remember like it was like oh they're gonna do like a steampunk Powerpuff Girls alternate universe take, and it was just it, it flopped. I it oh, I remember my big one was when they finally brought back the Rowdy Rough Boys, and their first episode where they return it is dog shit. It just it's like twenty minutes of gross out gags. Like drop your they grow giant. Have you seen so like, the drop a loopy on them. Drop a scab on them. Have you seen what? The ten year anniversary episode where they properly ended the show. Is that no, the uh, rule the world episode? Pop up girls rule. Yeah. Where, uh, yeah. There's a key to the world and whoever yeah, gets it rules I, I the world. I didn't really like it. And it, I, I like the ending. The episode as a whole kind of sucked, but I like the ending where basically Mojo Jojo now rules the world. What is he going to do? He brings he's, peace to the yeah. world. What? He's moved past, <laughs> it's like it turns out he's moved past the have monkeys take over agenda. No, like he want. He, uh, it's implied that he's always wanted to rule the world, bring peace to it. Mm. And at the end, he decides <laughs> it's boring. He goes back to being evil. <laughs> Bullshit! He, he fucking he takes people hostage. <laughs> he, he, you just a means said to an like end. Trying to break the professor's neck. A means <laughs> to an end. The greater good. The world. It's not a great special. Though, dude, I did like – it was made after Foster's or while it was in production. So, like, there's a yeah. brief – there's, like, a crowd shot where like, the girls are looking through crowds and you see Mac and Blue just pop up and, like, wave high. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you see Miss Belden's face for half a second. Yeah, her lips and no, one No, she eye has though. eyes. She doesn't have a nose. Yeah. Wow. Uh, All right. <laughs> do the girls have noses? I don't think so. I know no. they have fingers because they – I think it, I think, it's, I think it's a Krillin complex. It is a curling. Like they complex. have a nose. They yeah. don't have a nose. I love yeah, like the episode where Blossom snaps her fingers, and the one where Fuzzy becomes mayor. He takes the mayor's hat at the end when Mayor gets back. You know, he places the hat like three inches above his head, but you still hear a little like pop. A lot wow. of fun visual humor there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of good feels from um, from the older episodes, and I didn't really get into the, like the newer season. The post McCracken uh, ones. Out. Yeah, the post McCracken. Yeah, yeah, I don't recommend them. Four I mean, and five just, has it has some high spots, but I think as a whole, like I would I, like you know the box set. I assume I hope it's still cheap because I bought it for like sixty bucks when I bought it. I'm kind of well, the whole thing has Hulu now. And it, it, on top of that, yeah. But if you buy the box set, it also has the documentary, which is right. a must watch. Has every commercial bumper, every music video. It has apples in stereo and go monkey go. Oh, the actual wow. music videos on there. I, I didn't realize. I didn't realize until um, until uh, my wife told me. But um, Lou Romano was like the, one of the background artists. I mean, I mean, this is like useless information. Who here. is who is that? Uh, Lou Romano was a background artist uh, on Powerpuff Girls. He went on to work um, work on the Samurai Jack reboot. But he also was um, he was also part of visual. He was also a visual development artist on The Incredibles, and um, he was yeah, Alfredo on Ratatouille. Wait, which one was yeah. Alfredo? Um, the Linguini? Oh, Alfredo. Alfredo was the son of the chef. Linguini. Linguini. Oh, I'm sorry, Linguini. I guess Alfredo was his first name. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That Linguini guy. Alfredo. Uh, yeah. Well, they call him Linguini. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm yelling. My wife is oh, giving me information. I, I, I will say that uh, the fact that this worked up in both Powerpuff Girls and Samurai Jack leads to more. Uh, is Professor Jack? Yeah. Pretty <laughs> we're getting some bad audio quality, just so you know. No problem. Yeah, you're good now. Yeah, the audio went kind of crazy there. You're for good a now. It's not like the so Dave incident. Yeah. Could you? Could you? I'm just going to say I love this. Show. I was going to say that the background artist in both uh, Samurai Jack and Proper Girls leads to more Jack is plutonium. Oh okay. yeah. When you when you, when you said it again, your audio went wonky again. I think that line is cursed. I think it is too. Okay, I'm done then. 
Yeah. But <laughs> real short. Uh, so we all recommend the original series. Um, yes. I do recommend the movie, but it's – I prefer the show. Chris, do you definitely recommend the movie? I, de- I mean I love the movie up until like um, the bullshit ending where Mojo just kind of like turns back to normal and that's oh, Antidote it. X. Yeah, it's bullshit. But I uh, did – I love the entire it's movie. It's worth watching. Like it, the, the whole – the old show is just so visually striking, and and his jokes are so fucking good. That's a problem I, I have it. with the new with the reboot. It, it looks bland visually. Yeah, it kind of does. It, like it, at least the special, they went for a different look. This one, they're kind of half-hearted. Like, yeah, it's kind of the old show. Yeah, it's kind of not. Like the, the new humans look like a set out of like Clarence. It's strange. Yeah, they they, they do kind of they do kind of have like these weird oblong shapes. Uh, and uh, I do there are things I do like the uh, like about the. Um, the new version. I mean, I do dig the um, I do dig the the super hyper colorized vibrancy of the show. Um, mm-hmm. What I don't like is kind of the shot direction because uh, coming off of Powerpuff Girls, as a nostalgic old fogey that I am, I love just just those static frames of people looking at the sky and the rain just um, just coming down on their faces, and it kind of looks like oh, this show is one hundred percent stylized. I think one the big thing is like yeah, the the models are the same. But, mm-hmm. like, the art style is not because, like, this show had thick black lines yeah. outside of their, their characters. Yeah, uh, they did. Which this show doesn't have, which and almost makes it strike it as weird. Yeah. Apparently the old art direction, because it also applied to Dexter's Lab and a bunch of other shows, uh, it was heavily inspired by UPA, who made, like, Gerald McBoyne Boyne and other, like, 60s shorts, as well as stuff uh, like Rocky and Bullwinkle. Mm-hmm. Like, you look at Rocky and Bullwinkle and you can see that. Yeah, Definitely. Uh, but yeah, so we all recommend that. I don't think we so much recommend the reboot or, or anime. Actually, do either of you recommend I, it, the reboot? The reboot it has its moments, but it honestly, it's not worth digging into yeah. for it. I, I mean, if you've seen like a lot of Cartoon Network shows by this point, like if you're coming if you're coming into it like like you coming in uh, into like Adventure but, Time, and, uh, but a lot even of, compared to other Cartoon Network shows. That- like yeah, like, it, like you know, the Steven Universe, even Clarence and T Titans Go. Like, it's not the worst thing on Cartoon Network right now because freaking there's Chris, a lot. I know you like T Titans Go. It's it's not, but the what, what kind of what kind of gets my goat about it is kind of it's just the dialogue trees where it's like, dude, bro, OMG, yeah. that, that kind of the thing. The meme and references. It's, it, it comes off. It comes off as stale and try too hard. It, it's not. It's it's not truthful. I Other find. than an N sixty four showing up in one episode. Original is kind of in timeless. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's subtle references. Okay, no, there's not one. There's a not subtle reference. The end of the Boogeyman episode is the Death Star Trench Run. <laughs> Remember that? Oh man, the Boogeyman episode. You're all clear, kid. Oh, now blow this disco yeah. ball so we can go back yeah. to bed. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That was kind of. They did have like a Death Star rolling around there. But it was still pretty funny, unlike yeah. the. So thank you, Felipe, again. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, this has been a blast of an episode. Chris, I'm sorry we've gone a little past the uh, target time. Nah, that's uh, fine. But, Felipe, where can people – obviously, listen to Generation Animation. Okay. Where can yeah, people listen to Generation you? Animation. They can follow me at Fizucker. Um, I tweet a lot about – specifically, you want to learn about, like, fighting games and music stuff. That's kind of, like, my forte and wrestling. Wrestling. Um, <laughs> I, I, and I think that the last thing I tweeted about was more Sonic stuff, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll never forget how the way I got Chris and Tyler to initially bond was to bring up the WWE Hanna-Barbera stuff. Yeah, I mean, every so often I'll kind of drop on your timelines and 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 say something funny. And I hope you, I hope you guys don't think I'm stalking you on Twitter, just like dropping. I'm this. not. Don't I, worry I don't. about it, man. I don't. Okay. 
<laughs> Twitter's for interactions like that kind of stuff, anyways. Okay. I'm I'm generally more about just posting my yeah. own stuff these days because I'm pretty busy. Yeah. So, but just in general, follow me at Fizucker on Twitter. And yeah, on for the too. time being, because I don't think GenerationAnimation.com is worth weird like growing pains of our reboot. Fanoffmedia.com is our ho- our new home for the. Yeah. And you can still find them on direct release like iTunes if you want to. Of course, yes. Um, and Chris, where can people find you? Yeah, people can find me on Twitter at Chris Top, um, uh, Chris Top the Wade. Yes, no um, H. And, and yeah, the, well, there, there the, is an H. Uh, after Chris the P, Stop, there's no H. Yes, that's that's exactly Chris what it Stop is. Chris Top the Wade. Yeah, um, they can find me there. You can find me on Facebook at Christopher Wade. Um, my profile should be public. Um, yeah, that's it. As for me, you can find me on. Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, DeviantArt, Newgrounds, and other stuff I don't even remember under... I use Behonkiss for pretty much everything. B-E-H-O-N-K-I-S-S. Uh, I'll be including a link to the Crash Bandicoot review in this if you want to see how I go about reviews. And uh, I'm sure me and Chris will yeah. talk more about other personal projects sometime. And I still encourage people, if you haven't already, watch The Will of Monsters, Chris's passion project, Feature Ride. It's really good. Um, Yay, thank you. So that that brings episode fifteen to an end. As I said, next time our I guess oh I don't know if I said it on the air or if I said it you and Felipe. Uh, I threw a bunch of suggestions to Chris uh, and for what the next book could be. And when he just quoted one back to me in all caps, I knew we had to do it. We're going to. It's not going to be another uh, single top single series or movie review. We're going to talk about some of our favorite uh, emotional moments in animation. Oh, boy. And I'm really curious of, to see what lists the two of us come up with. A lot of Don Bluthisms. Hope you're ready. I, I can see that. Um, <laughs> okay, I, I can't wait to hear all the Bambi, Land Before Time, just like all I, this stuff going on. I'm not going to pick Bambi. Chris, you I, you could pick Land Before Time. You brought that up. Yeah, I brought up Land Before Time a couple of times. Bambi didn't really affect me too no, much. No, I think by the time I saw Bambi, I knew. I, I'm yeah. a wuss. I cried at Lion King 2. Yes, uh, you did. <laughs> Wow, I don't, I don't remember a sad part of Lion King too. Deception, the Kovu exile, man. Oh, right, yeah. They kicked Kovu out of the Pride Lands, That's and I got right. really sad. I, I forgot that was a, that was a, that was kind of a sad part. I didn't. I, I I personally did not cry though. I'm sorry. I didn't cry the first Lion King. Uh, I guess I'm dead inside. Um, You're a monster. You're <laughs> how dare you not cry when when James Earl Jones is tossed. It's off just like how I didn't cry it up in Toy Story Three. Oh, okay, that's fine. Then I, cry then, I cried it in, then I cried Then I cried at uh, Inside Out and Finding Dory. So I don't know. Wow, that's weird. We'll I, talk about I, that. I, I personally did not cry during uh, Inside Out or Finding Dory. There you go. Nah. Opposite ends of a coin. Op- but, opposite ends, yeah. But thank you, everyone, for listening to us talk about Powerpuff Girls. Mom, I'm sorry if you listened to this episode, but hopefully this will make you understand why I love this thing so much. Aww. But I am John Flurry. I'm Christopher Wade. And I'm Felipe Diaz-Vera. And once again, the day is saved. Thanks, Thanks to Sketchwatch Play. Are you gonna play a song? Do you remember the episode? Honkus, he is the darling leader. When I was a kid, I couldn't understand the lyrics. I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought the lyrics were Blossom, commander of the leader. Bubbles, she does enjoy underwater. Buttercup, when she's atop the spacer. What is this? What is this bad dub of Powerpuff Girls? I couldn't understand the lyrics. What?
You're just reading the subtitles just, like no, oh, the, the, it doesn't matter. It's just the important part, which is fighting. Yeah, yeah, that's the clear. Awesome. Okay, no, we're not going to end this episode by just saying that. Saying that, we're going to cut it off right now.